0: Hi guys. Welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your host Monica and we're joined by our awesome co-host Glenn. Say hi Glenn. Hi. Hi guys. Guys, Guys, today we are going to be talking about Netflix reality dating shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be talking a little bit about The Ultimatum uh, and Glenn's going to talk about Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. We're going to share our thoughts our opinions and you know just let you know we think about the shows that are coming out very soon but before we dive into that we're going to get into can't wait to watch which is where we talk about tv shows and movies that we cannot wait to see that are coming out soon and uh glenn what is something that you can't wait to watch this week
1: um so i know i mentioned this uh last week but i mentioned it with like a bunch of things um, but it's now officially out. I do need to watch Obi Wan Kenobi. I haven't started mm-hmm. it yet. The series is officially like started airing. I think the first two episodes are out. So that's why I'm excited to watch. I just need a chance to sit down and actually be able to watch it.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, love it. I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. And I also have seen a lot of like gift sets and a lot of screenshots for Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out very soon. Well, I guess it, you're right, it is out. Yeah, right it now. is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's awesome. That's great. I'm glad. I have I'm not going to lie, I am behind on my Star Wars stuff. So, I do need to like catch up. Like it's been a while. I haven't watched the Bad Batch. Uh, I need to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. I need to see um Boba Fett that show as well and the thing is it's like I have so many like Mandalorian shirts so whenever I go in public and I'm wearing like something from the Mandalorian people come up to me and they're like oh my gosh like your shirt it's like oh thank you and they'll be like have you seen so-and-so whatever whatever and I'm like Mm -hmm. no I have not I have not seen it yet so I do need to see it (laughs) yeah and I know it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great of course um let's see what is something that I have? I recently went to go see Sonic.
2: With Yo, oh a my gosh. Of okay, mine.
0: okay. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Like a lot of the time, um, a lot of the time with movies that are like meant for kids, like there's a new movie out right now Rescue Rangers Chip and Dale. you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you see things like that and you're like okay this is for kids this is kind of boring this is like not for me whatever whatever but it wasn't bad it wasn't bad
1: it It was was fun
0: for a kids film it was a very good and pretty
1: entertaining kids film Mm -hmm. you know like
0: like was it corny and like kind of cheesy at times
1: yes yes but
0: that's just kind of how Things go, yeah. You know that's just kind of how it is. You can't
1: stop it's, that because it's part of the genre. Like yeah. it isn't like you're watching something super serious and then they do something cheesy. Like no, you're watching something that's supposed to be cheesy and mm-hmm. it's being cheesy.
0: Yes, exactly. So I am excited. I'm glad that I watched it. Um, it was fun. Uh, one thing I can't wait to watch is um, David Letterman's series. My next guest needs an introduction. Uh, has a new season out and i have i'm going to watch them because like i love david letterman and the mm. way he interviews people is so interesting and amazing and i think he's super great and i'm really excited for it uh, i think i talked about this last week i'm not sure but there's this is new series on netflix called savage beauty and it's like south african it's a drama it's emotional and i can't wait to watch it i feel like it's going to be like very like over dramatic. It's gonna give us like it's gonna be giving like uh soap opera telenovela kind of vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: No, you know, no. I know that if I start there's probably a reason why I haven't watched it yet. I know if I start it, I'll be obsessed with it. I yeah. won't be able to put it down. Um and I can't have something destroying my wife like that right now.
0: hmm I'm really excited and I think it's great. Um there's also a new reality show on and uh The new reality show on Netflix, it's called Insiders, and it's about 12 people that think they're in the final casting round of a reality show, but they're being secretly filmed. They're already being secretly filmed, and there's 100,000 euros at stake. It's a Spanish show. It's provocative, and the woman who's the host of it was in Money Heist. She played like the pregnant um, investigator near the end of it. mm -hmm. If you've watched Money High season four, season five, you know who I'm talking about. And of course, because she was in the, you know, like the little screen card on Netflix. Of course, I clicked on it and I looked at it and I watched the trailer and I was like, I'm going to watch this. So whenever I get the time, I shall be watching that because I'm very excited. All right. Oh, and this one show I started watching that someone recommended to me called The Seven Lives of Leah. It's about this girl who like basically like switches bodies with people in her uh, community to try to figure out why did someone died. I think I think after I watch it, I'll be able to give a, diff- a better like descriptor. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Uh, if that's it for uh, Can't Wait to Watch, we're just going to get into uh, what we're talking about today which is Netflix reality shows and love shows, romantic shows, you know? And I do wanna say first and foremost, I'm not a huge fan of like reality shows surrounding romance because I feel like the way that they're made and the way that they're produced doesn't always produce the most genuine results. And a lot of it is for people who are like cloud chasing or it is kind of like just a way to market more drama And oftentimes, it's less about making a wholesome connection with somebody, and it can lead to, like, chaotic, messy moments in television that, you know, drive up uh, sales for whatever TV network and, like, viewership, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm not the biggest fan of, like like romantic dating shows so whenever there's a new one that comes out i don't watch it i've never really been a fan of it i did watch love is blind when it first came out because i felt like that was like very interesting and i a new concept and i wanted to see like what it was giving okay. uh i've only seen season one though and i have not even seen all of season one i've seen up to episode four i think I know there was a new season that came out and, you know, you're going to talk to us and tell us about it, but, like, yeah, that's what I
1: I, I was just going to say, don't watch season one. Season one is trash. Season oh. one is not worth watching. Oh. Just watch season two. Obviously, okay. you don't need to know anything about season one to watch season two. Yeah. Season two is where it's at. That's some primo okay. trash TV.
0: Interesting. Tell us about it.
1: Okay. So, okay, so the concept, the premise of love is blind is basically they take 15 couples um so well not couples i guess at the time but like 15 guys 15 girls and they live in separate houses so all the guys live with each other all the girls live with each other for the first part of this experiment um and yeah they call it an experiment i think it's kind of funny um they never really exactly say what they're testing except for maybe like right. is love blind but like they call it an experiment it's really funny
0: i hate that they call it an experiment like oh we went to like psychologists and relationship experts to create this reality show for you guys like no you did it. you got the messiest tv producers that used to work on like the bachelor Mm -hmm. and like work at netflix Mm -hmm. and you just brought us all this mess like it's not an experiment
1: also those hosts babe oh my gosh Mm -hmm. they are in the entire show for maybe three minutes, and I know that they both got over a million dollar checks from that show. Yeah, I'm like, so who do I need to call?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So how do I? So how do who, I get on? Who? Who? How do I get on the payroll?
0: Exactly, because
1: I could do that. I have time for three minutes out of the next eight weeks. I can, can, do a for that long. can do it better. And could do it better. I can give it some more flavor. Can toss yep. a few jokes there. Give it some diversity. You know, you call my people. Call my mm-hmm. people. Um, anyways, but. So yeah, 15 guys, 15 girls. They're in separate houses for the beginning of the experiment. Um, And then, so basically the idea is they are all put into pods for like the actual experiment part. And um, you can't see each other. There's just like a wall and you're talking to each other. And it's over speakers, which I think is really funny. So like, um, it's basically like a, a blind date. So the guy is in a pod and the girl is in a pod and they're talking to each other. but Obviously they can't see each other. Mm-hmm. and so they're seeing if they can make a genuine connection just through like just talking with each other so that's the first part of the experiment, yeah. the emotional attraction um One really funny thing about it is, like I said, they're hearing each other over a speaker. So it's not like a phone conversation where like I'm talking to you and you're talking to me and like we're hearing each other over the phone. It's projected through like speakers that are on the wall. So it's basically like they're yelling at each other. I think it's just like a dumb little detail, but I think it's kind of, especially when some of the conversations get a little bit more, I'll say a little bit more phone sex-esque, a little bit more sexual. It's kind of weird remembering that this isn't a phone call. This is a speaker. It's, Wait a minute. They're doing that in the pods? There's one particular guy um, named Shane that he he's a little bit more of a, you know, like a sexual guy. And he does like the classic, like, what are you wearing? That's, uh-uh. That sort of thing. It uh-uh. never gets anything like, at least what we see, it never gets anything like really nasty. But it's just a little, it's a little off-putting. Um, but anyways, so they have their oh little dates. God. And they're dating like there's, it's kind of like almost speed day at this point. So like they're going into these pods and talking to multiple different people, obviously one at a time, but talking to multiple different people throughout, I think this is like eight days. And so basically at the end of that eight days or whatever, or I guess they could do it before, but at Mm -hmm. the end of that eight days, they have to, it's crazy. They have to propose. They have to actually propose. They, they have, have to choose to. someone to propose to. They have if, to. If they don't, I mean, they're off the show. That's the whole point of the oh. show. Because, like, the the pod part is only... There's, like, ten episodes in Fray's sure. The pod part is only the first, like, two. Like, okay. most of this wait, happens.
0: Wait, wait, after. wait, 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 no, wait. I thought... Okay, it's been a while since I watched Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. I thought the end goal was to date somebody. Oh, no, baby. The angle. No.
1: Let me explain the drama. Let me explain the drama. Okay. You have to propose. End of episode two. Episode three. You're proposed. Okay. Now, guess what, bit? You don't even see the person yet. You haven't even seen the person yet. You're proposing to them. If you don't propose, you're off the show. The show, like, boom. they you're gone. Because there's 15 couples to begin with. I think we only end up following six or seven, like, after episode three.
0: Like, half of them are already gone okay Um, that's another problem i have with the show just real quick mm -hmm. people are always like love is blind love is blind everybody on these shows are conventionally attractive able-bodied like you know it's not like like the only i remember from season one there was a guy and he was like five four and that was like the only And you called him able-bodied Okay, he's fine. He's, like, a little short. Who cares? But, like, you're never going to see somebody... Like, you're never going to see a woman who's not a size 6. Or, like, you're not going to see a guy who's, like, completely buff and toned. Like, maybe, like, a dude with, like, a beer belly, possibly. But, like, that's not very likely. You know, Mm -hmm. it's... There's a very clear look that Netflix is constantly going for. For all of these dating shows and all these couples. And... The concept of love is blind just seems kind of redundant irrelevant and just like not really worth it like that doesn't mean anything if everyone in the show is already super hot and pretty like okay so you both don't want kids it doesn't matter you're still hot you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. people will break up with people if they find out the person they're dating is like fat in a wheelchair broke doesn't have an arm like you never have to worry about anybody like that appearing on a Netflix show because they themselves are shallow in their own casting. So, you know, like your relationship not working out. Yeah, of course it's not going to work out because you guys have known each other for three days mm-hmm. and you talk to each other for 10 minutes. You're getting married. Um, You are right
1: about that. There is, I can't remember the couple's name, but it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. They had a religious difference. Ooh. So the guy was atheist. And okay. the um the girl was very like conservative Christian, and the guy oh, was like that's completely. The guy was completely ready and like willing to make it work. Like they, he like really? proposed at the end of these days, and like, well, because like since he, it wasn't that like he was like, so he wasn't agnostic. Like agnostic okay. is when you really like don't believe in like God, and you actively don't believe in religions. Uh-huh. Um, versus just atheist was just more like yeah, you might believe it, but you don't really care. Like you're not hmm. living your life according to religion, versus like mm-hmm. agnostic, where you're actively against it. So he just like he was just kind of like a flowing easy. I don't really care about religion at all. Um, and he was still like he was like, well, this could still work. Um, he was at least emotionally, I guess, uh, attracted to this girl. And so like he proposed. I'm getting ahead of like the whole storyline, but just do it mm-hmm. explain their storyline really quick because theirs is a little bit shorter. Um, and she, that was like a pretty apparently a pretty big like road bump for her. She was like no, this isn't something that I can do. And she kind of like went back and forth um, and eventually ended up like she couldn't do it. They didn't get married, blah, 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 anything like that. Um, but that was Did she say
0: yes to the proposal?
1: Yes, yeah, she said yes to the proposal. Because uh, she was uh, like, maybe we can make it work.
0: And no. then she like kind
1: of changed her mind later. It's like, no, this definitely cannot work. Um, which I thought was interesting that they would bring something. Like they would, I mean, I guess maybe the producers didn't dive that deep into like their religions because like being atheist is pretty common in America and being a Christian is pretty common in America so it wasn't like they picked some like religion that's not represented in America or something that's like very different from the norm because both of those are very common here so I could see Netflix really just not diving that much into it but I did like I guess the kind of like drama that came from it the fact that she wasn't even like that she wasn't even going to like marry someone like that. She was like, I can't raise my kids with someone who doesn't also believe the same things as I do. Which like, obviously if that's a priority for you, a hundred percent, like that's completely fine. Like you have your own priorities. There's literally billions of Christians around. You can like find your own. But I thought, I don't know, it was just like an interesting thing. Cause I remember like like, since I also grew up from a very conservative Christian background, I remember that being a thing about Mm -hmm. like marrying within like, within the faith, within the, within the specifically the even the same denomination, if you can.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I don't know, I guess I haven't really been thinking about marriage or something like that for like mm-hmm. so long that I forgot how big of an emphasis it is mm-hmm. in a lot of religions, but also in Christianity as well. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't care as much, but like for people who are very devout or whatever you want to call it, it's still like a really big thing to them. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting. It was just like, oh, you know, that is a little bit different. You know, I respect Netflix for this a little bit. This was some interesting drama. This was, that wasn't just like messy. It was something that is a real conversation that couples should have, obviously, before getting married. Like, do we even believe in the same things? Because like, if they're going to be raising kids and they have like definitively conflicting religious beliefs, that's mm-hmm. only going to get passed down to the kids. And that's just going to be like another area for you guys to fight out. So being able to have that conversation before getting married your command like this, like, good, that is a very important conversation that needs to be had.
0: I definitely agree with you. Um, it is interesting. And I think, like, having a couple that have different religious beliefs was well, something that was eventually going to happen in one of these Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, as someone who is also raised in the church and, like, still participates in ministry, that, like being married within your faith is so important that, like, it takes precedent and a lot of, like, Sunday school lessons that people even have, Mm -hmm, like, even at my church. And, like, I know a lot of people who marry people within, like, my church specifically because I'm Christian, but I'm also Haitian. So... Oh, like,
1: I people... You see people in your church marrying other people in your church.
0: Yeah. okay Because being Haitian, like, it's not something that's like common like people know mm-hmm. what haiti is as a country but like we were all raised to be christian and we were all raised to learn french and creole as our native languages so if you're somebody who's haitian american and you marry someone who is not haitian that's fine but like you also comes with the conversation of like how are you going to explain your culture to your children and explain your culture to your, your mm-hmm. partner and i'm a little surprised that the girl even said yes to him because he is an atheist, because I know that I know there are people who are like believers that would date people who are non believers. And like, that's fine if that's your preference. But I know, like, me personally, I don't know if that's something that I would do because faith is something that's really important to people. And like, mm-hmm. your beliefs are important to people. And if you're someone of the Christian faith, it is something like people who are Christians also fall into purity culture. And they also fall yeah. into like, I'm going to teach my, I'm going to raise my kids the way my parents raised me. In the faith so if you are with somebody and be with them forever you know also like i don't want to discourage people but if you're someone who's raised in the faith why would you go on a dating show like these things are rushed and these things kind of
1: move fast see and this is something that you're you're kind of like hitting around Mm -hmm. um and this is something that like i i don't know yet um maybe if i looked it up i could actually like find out but like this, I know that it is because it's a reality show, but mm. there's some kind of financial incentive for proposing, for going through all of this. Like, I, I don't know exactly how much it is, but just because it's a reality show, I know there's a financial incentive for saying yes. Um, so...
0: Apparently, they're paid little, if anything, and the people who participate really are trying to find love, but the um, See, couples... He- paid for the majority of their wedding, and production covered some of the cost. Is that taken directly from the actors? It's taken from a source close to the show. So it's not from the people who are on the show. really. Okay.
1: Because I know in similar, not like super, super similar shows, but in like Mm. kind of similar shows, like X on the Beach, for example, which has, it's just about like, are you going to stick with? you know a new couple a new perfect match for you or you're going to go back to your ex that's basically the premise of the show like i can't uh, like they are i know that some of the people there just because like i knew two of the people who on the latest season like they were making over like seventy thousand dollars just from appearing like a lot of these shows give very good financial incentive for being good tv and Netflix definitely has the money to give these people financial incentive. I, like I said, it's different for every single show, obviously, but I would expect there is some sort of financial incentive. Anyways, I'm gonna have myself. Um, another, yeah, oh, sorry. go
0: ahead. I just wanna say real quick, there's financial incentive, but there's also like, you know, the cloud chasing kind of aspect. Yeah, there's a hundred
1: percent of the cloud chasing. There's a hundred percent of the cloud chasing. But that's true on every TV show. Like mm-hmm. any show that you're gonna be on, any type of TV or streaming service, clout chasing is always a a big well not like necessarily a big part of it but like it's always a part of it Mm um what was i okay here's another before i dive into the rest of the the premise of the show and everything going on there here's another interesting thing that happened between couples i don't really like how they handled it um because here this i'm just going to ask you this question because it's a very obvious thing i'm pretty sure most people know this what is the number one like, cause of divorces in America? Like, what issue do the couples usually have that causes the most divorces? I believe I was, it's, like...
0: What? I would say money or cheating.
1: It's, yeah, it's it's money. I think... Okay. A, a recent study, I think they even mentioned this on the show, that about, <clears throat> I think it's 83% of divorcees state that money differences or money troubles was one of the major reasons for the divorce. Um, So, like, you know, you would expect that like you would have conversations about money. There was this other couple who the girl, I love this too. All of these girls, even the Christian girl, the very conservative Christian girl, which like I'm kind of surprised that like they painted her this way because they paint her as a little bit of a villain. Um, But like all the girls were very much well-rounded full characters. Like, they were all pretty successful in their own right. They had their, they had their own money. They had their own dreams. They had their own goals. And they were working towards them. None of the women on here felt like, you know, like they were desperate. None of these women mm-hmm. came here because, like, they had nothing in their life. And they're hoping that, like, a man will help, like, fulfill them. And, like, like they don't know what to do if they don't get married. Because, like, they have nothing else going for them. And, like, no. All these women were completely successful, completely good on their own. They just... They wanted a man just to, like, another aspect of them. Not That's another
0: life. thing about these dating shows. It's, like, women who go on these shows are either talking about, how like, their dating life isn't all cracked up. It's too hard. Like, it's difficult. They can't really keep a guy around. Like, they don't like online dating. They don't like meeting people. For some reason, it just doesn't hold up. Or a lot of women on the shows are successful talented Mm -hmm. smart well-rounded grounded individuals who are amazing and would make great wives it's just that a lot of times women who are successful have a tough time dating sometimes just because like it's just hard like some guys just like either want there are men who say that they want a woman who's like established and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but maybe they're like secretly insecure about stuff or a lot of guys would prefer to date women who are younger That way they can, like, have somebody younger to, like, be a doll or have someone to make their wife, Mm -hmm. you know, who's just looking for that. But, like, when you're dating someone who has their own life and has everything going on, everything going for them and has their own confidence, there are men who are intimidated by it. So it would seem kind of, like, tempting to be on the show and just be like, I could talk to a guy for three days and then get married and not have to worry about it. So if that's going to work, then it's going to work because, you know yeah
1: so there was this one couple that, like the girl was very she was like maybe like the epitome of girl boss i believe that she mm-hmm. was pretty she, it wasn't her own business but she was like one of the like ceo type levels of this own business um she had everything going she was very good with her money she was talking 401 k's. she was invested in stocks. she was mm-hmm. but like you know obviously it's not cringy um because like it's someone who isn't being condescending to it it's someone who's like yeah, my dad just taught me, like, these are some things I need to pay attention to with money. I took what he said. I learned more. And now I'm successful because, like, you know, I've learned to, I don't know, I've learned what I need to do. This is what works best for me. This is how I manage my money. I was very conventionally, like, smart managing my money. You know, like, most people would say, like, oh, she is planning for her future and for her Mm -hmm. kid's future with how she's spending money. That type of mindset. Because obviously, there's different money management styles. I don't want to insinuate that, like, she had the, like, the best, like she was the best type, but it was just like, you know, she was very planning for future type. Um, And then the guy that she was most interested in was like complete opposite. Like, I mm. believe he said he spent like his biggest expense every month was food. He would spend like $2,000 on DoorDash every month. Oh my
0: gosh. Um, Relatable.
1: And instead of like having like a conversation of, or they had like a mini conversation about, but instead of like talking about, it because like that's a pretty big difference in money management skills or money management just, like, styles for people who, you know, like, potentially getting married. Um, mm-hmm. She just kind of, instead of, like, having a conversation about what they would do or anything like that, she was just kind of like, yeah, I'll just let him, like, do what he wants. Like, I really don't want to change him. Like, I don't want him to feel like um, like I'm trying to, like, control his life so he can just do whatever he wants with his money um, and, like, we'll, we'll just, we'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Which is... An interesting choice. I, if she had said that they were going to just have separate finances, that, that would have been, been smarter. Um, but she didn't. And I was waiting for her to say that, but she never said that.
0: That's another thing I don't like. That's another thing I don't like about dating. When I understand dating is about love, it's about connection, it's about mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I don't care. If you have to teach a man how to do something, essentially start raising this man to do something that he should know as an adult, mm-hmm. like, no, no. Get him a book, like get him like a master class or something. There's a library right the, there. Get him a financial <laughs> advisor. You don't have to be the one to hold his hand and walk him through the stuff. He could do this on his own.
1: Exactly.
2: Like,
0: he could teach you how to change a tire, but you don't have to teach him how to like balance his books and like budget every month. You know what I mean? Like just download a freaking app or something. Right. Cook at home. You don't spend two thousand dollars DoorDash. Two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars Two thousand dollars a month how much do you make what does he I, do what's his profession
1: um i don't even sure if they said his profession oh. i mean i'll i'll look for it i'll look for it as i'm talking um I mean, it was if, he, he gave off very parents money type vibes oh. it wasn't like daddy's money or mommy's money it was just very like like I my patient. parents got
0: me a job and my parents kind of support me still yeah like my parents pay my credit card bill
1: Maybe not that bad, but very mm-hmm. much like my parents were successful and they had connections. So I was able to get a very high paying job very easily. So I've never really had to worry or think about money. That type of vibe. So yes, I pay for everything myself, but I never really learned how to deal with money. You know? So not like horrible, 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 but like still annoying. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I need to get back to the premise of the show and how it goes through because you, you haven't even heard the best parts yet. So- at the end of like episode three episode two um they've been talking for like eight days so talking to multiple people you know the blah, blah blah um the guys have to propose very traditional the guys propose um and then the girl has to accept um like doesn't have to but like if they don't accept them like you know like the the show's like you know they're off the show basically mm-hmm. um and like i said this is like eight days so if they accept then they get to see each other and they have this dramatic scene where like they're walking down this long hallway and they're seeing each other i really like how they did this instead of just like in the glass and like the pod or something like that because you can see both of the like the guy and the girl can both have their full reactions because like there's this one girl who was like oh shit like i'm not i'm not really into him and then as she got closer she was like you know, she was able to switch her face to be much more like polite and like mm-hmm. natural. I was like, I love that. I love that we, that they are both far away enough that they know they can't really see each other's faces so that they can like mm-hmm. have their real genuine expression and then like kind of fix it as they're walking towards each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that. Okay. Um, And then once they actually get proposed, I'm skipping over a lot of drama because I know a lot of people will watch this because it's, it's not that long to watch so i'm Mm -hmm. avoiding a lot of the big pieces of drama because i want to keep some juicy stuff for you guys um but so after they get prepared uh they get engaged that's like i said that's episode three the next seven episodes and how you win this show or prove that love is blind is that you get to live with each other you're living with each other and like a Mexican resort or something like that. Like they go, they go to Mexico, doing like a retreat thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they live with each other for like three weeks to see if, you know, the emotional component will stay when the physical component is now also there. And, you know, also obviously potentially the sexual component. Um, and then to win the show, you it ends with you getting married and not just getting married. You are getting married, like you have to literally say yes or no to like is love blind at the altar with a real priest like weddings fully set up your entire family they are watching both of your families mm. that is so dramatic, so messy um that you have to like i mean like obviously like any wedding it's like you know, do you take this man? do you take this woman blah 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 um mm-hmm. But the fact that the other person doesn't even officially know if you'll say yes or no until it's right there. Like the wedding's all happening. All of the, both of your families are there. Everyone's looking at you. And you don't even know if she's going to say yes or no. You don't even know if he's going to say yes or no. That is terrifying. Horrifying. Um, and yeah, I believe two couples drop out. One was the the... Uh, Christian girl and the atheist guy who drop out, and there's another who they've just been having drama the entire time, and the couple shouldn't have gotten proposed to begin with. Um, that also drop out as like they're just living with each other through like the stage two, the physical component, and and yeah, then it's just seeing can the relationship actually survive? There's a lot of like road bumps that happen. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of fights that happen because People fight
2: each other physically. Well, like,
1: not physically fighting. Lisa, Lisa, if there's physically fighting, Arguments? you know, I'd be jumping and screaming. <laughs> um, Honestly. And one thing, and wait, wait, because there isn't very much left that I can explain. But there's two mm. more parts I'm glad that they did. One, they have this scene, I guess it's in episode four, I think, where all the couples see each other for mm-hmm. the first time. Because, like, when the, the p- people getting proposed, like, get proposed and, like, you know, they see each other, it's just that. Like, it's just the girl and the guy seeing each other down the long hallway and they walk with each other, blah, blah, all of that. So, like, all of the girls, even after they're proposed, have no idea what any of the other guys look like. And all the guys, you know, same thing, vice versa. So they all meet in, like, a circle. And, like, when they're in Mexico, when they are already at the retreat or whatever, is when all of them officially see all the opposite people for the first time. Um, So messy. So dramatic. Because then they can become the... Mm -hmm. the day i make the wrong choice because now some of these people you may have talked to like once or twice in the pods you weren't really feeling emotionally but you definitely are into how they look It causes a lot of plot issues there's a lot of like back and forth flooding between couples who are proposed like they are engaged like they are engaged and now they're kind of like flooding with like someone who they're not engaged with because like this is the first time they're actually physically seeing this other person that they maybe talk to like once or twice too.
0: Oh. oh mm-hmm. That reminds me of season one with that girl Jessica. With yeah like her dog mm-hmm. drink her wine. And she oh. couldn't go over the fact that, that one yeah, she's weird. Yeah. She she could get with the fact that that one guy Barrett I think it was was dating this girl Amber I'm pretty sure that's her name Mm -hmm. and they're both from Georgia and they're both like really country so the fact that they got together made a lot of sense. He seems like a really nice guy who like will go fishing every once in a while and she's like a really sweet girl but she's also like kind of like she'll say how she feels and she's kind of she's kind of spicy. So you know, those are my favorite kind of women on reality <laughs> shows. They say exactly what they think, exactly how they feel. They don't care about anybody's feelings. They're just a They're fun good. time. They like, make good yeah, TV. They yeah. make
1: good TV. I came here for one reason, one reason for me. <laughs> and I was to be the star of this show.
0: And she's she's like they were having fun, and like Jessica was very much like not overbear it, and Amber was very much like I'll fight her if I have to. Mm-hmm. And I never finished season one, so I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on with their lives now. But that's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. That, I understand their lives. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And then
1: they have like a lot of like group activities that they make them do all together. Like mm-hmm. they have like group volleyball like games. Mm-hmm. Um, They have like group like just like mini fun like couples competitions, stuff like that. So I like that they used whenever they could to like force all the couples to get together and act as like a group just because... Like, it's, it's mainly because they gossip about each other. It's mainly because they talk absolute shit about each other right. constantly when they're all with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. And it's, it's it's refreshing. It's like, okay, so I'm not having all these thoughts myself. Everybody else is also watching right. the same show that they're on.
0: Yeah. That definitely sounds intriguing. Uh, who's your favorite couple?
1: Oh, shoot. Wait a second. I'm going to look up their names. Cause I can think <laughs> of them and okay, wow. okay, here's the thing. I, these, this is just like a lot of white couples. Like it, I'm not desperately involved in any of their relationships. Um,
0: That's another thing about these shows that people never talk about. It's like, they love an interracial couple.
1: They do have a couple. They there's some people who are, um, shoot, there's two different East Asians, one Indian man, There's a couple of Black uh, women and a couple of Black men, Mm -hmm. um, but it's still like a majority white cast.
0: Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I like, that's one thing I want to ask you about. There was this guy on the show and people are talking about him and I think like he's Middle Eastern Asian and he says something like marriage is a purchase. Was he on that season? That guy? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me about him? Um. He's, God,
1: okay, okay. It's very, it was very awkward because a lot of his screen time, it was very traditionally a little bit more misogynistic, but very mm. much like culturally misogynistic, mm. if that makes sense. Because um, it's just like, you know, like this is how my culture views women. This is like their role in our society. That is um, not an
0: excuse for you to be trash. Well, obviously
1: it's not an excuse, but like as opposed to like, misogyny in like a very traditional American sense. It's Mm. religion perpetuated misogyny. Um and like they even have a traditional Indian wedding. Like that's the the style whatever of their wedding. So it's very clear that um his religion is very important to him and very important to his family. And obviously like I like you said, like we said, it doesn't justify it, but it's a different version of it. It's not disrespectful to women it's did the he role that also, women have always played did he also marry someone who is middle eastern asian um he did not get married thankfully she did not no. marry him um oh
0: right she did reject him yeah That's right. absolutely I she that. rejected him absolutely did his mom also say that she deserved better
1: yes because like
0: so he was <laughs> he your mother, was... your, your mother is praying like your downfall, bro. Your mother is clock-clocking you. Let me explain
1: the background Let me explain the background of this. The background any... of this. Because like he his was thing. emotionally connected to her, but then he wasn't very physically attracted to her. And he even had a conversation with his mom, because like they met the parents and like everything. And uh he was talking to his mom. Why
0: would he and... marry her if he didn't?
1: No, 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 no. Here 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 is his thing. Um he said that like he thought that she was absolutely amazing, like she was blah, 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 like all these things she was great uh she was very like they fit with each other very well like emotionally and like Mm. communication style and all of that he just wasn't very physically attracted to her and like he even he could admit that she was literally perfect for him in every other way but that and that's where his mom went off on him That's and his mom was like you are acting like a little douchebag you are not going to let a perfect girl like you either need to fix that or well, you need to let her leave, because she deserves better than you, if you're going to, like, treat her like that, just oh, because... Oh,
0: I'm yeah. looking at her right now. She is he, gorgeous. He's not... Listen, it's, um,
1: you know, Deptee uh, and, uh Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah.
0: I'm gonna say this right now, like, Middle Eastern Asian men, beautiful. You know, Raul Coley, mm-hmm. Dev Patel, you know, the list goes on and on. They're very handsome, okay? Mm-hmm. This guy is, like, this guy's giving me like you meet Dev Patel at a bar. He's not Dev Patel. He's just like a hot guy, and he's like, you see him at a bar. And he's like, oh well, you know, I have a cousin. If your friend wants to meet my cousin, this guy's the cousin. But he's not okay. So yes, but he's not like bad. You know, like well, like bad looking. No,
1: like he's like just average.
0: But like his face matches his attitude.
1: Very much. Like, so. I will do with that.
0: Yeah, and she is, she,
1: and she is stunning. She's-
0: yo she's like a bad she's bad this yeah. girl's bad like, so i really get understand when like he said that he wasn't really attracted story? to her
1: like i get that everyone has like different preferences and like you know people nah, are just for some dumb. reason she's naturally gorgeous. more attracted to some he's people stupid. he's stupid But like
0: nah this bro. was an she's exception
1: gorgeous. this was like she what do you look are we looking at the same woman
0: i'm looking at her in this like blue dress and no, 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 like not you i'm talking
1: to him. like are we talking about the same girl
0: this man is so dumb wow bro what's wrong with you you see this girl she's she's bad mm-hmm. i mean wow yeah wow, so i'm so bro. glad that because he
1: said yes at the altar and she said no she was like mm-hmm. i deserve somebody who knows for sure whether they love me or not so i'm absolutely. choosing myself and she walked out
0: absolutely off. and the
1: mom was like kind of chewing
0: yeah the mom was like
1: yes as you should
0: as you should
1: so she deserves
0: uh, oh my gosh
1: uh, and he tried to play it off he was like yeah like like I, i'm fine like it was, it was so it was like watching like um a frat guy after he gets like rejected like go back to like his group of guys he's like yeah like she wasn't that great anyways it wasn't as disrespectful because like he was like literally like with his family so he couldn't be mm-hmm. as like aggressively mm-hmm. disrespectful as if he was like you know with his friends but it was very much that same energy that same shtick mm-hmm uh,
0: By the way, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, you know follow us on Instagram. And my lips always look so chapped, so I was like, I can't have chapped lips. Oh but I tried uh, to put on a chapstick, and I think it's old because it made my lips worse. And I was like, what the frick is this? But anyways, you were saying to uh, answer the me... question
1: earlier. Yeah, I don't love love any of the couples. Only two of them ended up getting married, anyways, of the five. No. So it's probably there are five couples. So only five of them. Yeah, because like, as I think, so out of the fifteen like started the beginning i think six or seven of no six must have been six six of them didn't like propose at all so they were off the show um and then three of them like one it was the religious differences so they left the show um the other one they were just constantly fighting they realized that wouldn't work so they left the show and the other people i don't know is like she like Kind of just like regret the decision, just like in general, and like literally left her in Mexico, and like she literally ran out of the hotel in her bathrobe and with her luggage, and just left Mexico. Um, didn't even oh. say anything to him. Um, oh my so gosh. yeah, so like by the time it was like wedding time, there was only five. So I guess my favorite has to be uh, Juliet and Liana. Liana. um, they're not perfect, but like definitely seem like a couple who can work with each other and get better. Which isn't exactly what you want to say going into a marriage. That's what you want to say going into dating, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh they're um, kind of cute. Is. Like they're definitely cute. They, they look great yeah. with each other. Um they do. and like, I mean, obviously it's too soon because this only happened like a couple of months ago. So like they just had their reunion, what, like two months ago? So like nothing long term, long term yet. Um, but so we'll see. We'll see. But like. Yeah, like the other couple, like literally the guy had to like grit his teeth and like he was sweating profusely as he said yes. Um, so not necessarily a good sign there. Um, and the other three did didn't get married, so.
0: Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well.
1: Embarrassing.
0: Um, so that is Love is Blind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say like Love is Blind being one of the first dating shows Netflix did, that actually kind of looked interesting and a little more successful and pretty popular did set off this huge trend for Netflix of having all these dating shows. Mm-hmm. But I think that um I think love is blind has a lot of potential to it. I just think they should really tone in on the love is blind aspect of it. Yeah. I think that- um
1: if I could change like one major thing about it. So obviously they're in the pods for a long time. Um and like they, you know, the clearly like if they're getting married theoretically and we get a little bit of this they're having deep conversations like you know they're actually getting to know the other person at least like they seem to be based off of what how we see their interactions afterwards but we barely get to see any of those deep conversations we barely get to see any of them like like what we see of them opening up to each other is mm-hmm. usually like maybe like a little bit of emotional trauma or like some hard stuff they went through growing up which like obviously is like important like for your partner to know but that's not like deep conversations about like what you feel like the mean of life is, or like how you handle your finances or what, how you would like to raise your children or like, you know, like we need, I'm assuming those conversations. We need something deeper. Those conversations. I want to see those
0: conversations. Another thing is that like these shows don't, when you have interracial couples, you guys will talk about the very real difference between the two of you and like what it can be like to have a partner who is of a different race. Cause, like, you know, I, it's not like we just got to sit here and act like, you know, everything's fine, everything's cool. Like, if I am on a dating show and mm-hmm. I match with a, a white man, I'm going to ask him, like, how does your family feel about Black Lives Matter? Like, how will your family feel if they meet me for the first time? And do you have any family members who might be apprehensive towards meeting me or may say something slick under their breath after meeting me? And you can lie and be like, they're gonna be fine. It's cool, it's okay. And I can just meet your parents and it's all right. But like, I'm gonna ask you, what are your friends like? What are the people that you work with like? Mm-hmm. You know, Do you have any friends who look like me? Those are the questions I'm gonna ask. And in all these dating shows, there's a lack of, like, plus size people in these relationships. Facts. And it doesn't make sense because you date people. Not everybody you date is going to be, like, someone who looks like they should be in the cover of a magazine. Okay, wait That's, a second. Wait yeah. a
1: second. I was agreeing with everything that you were saying until huh? you got to that point. Okay. I'm not insulting these people. I don't know these people. I don't know any of them personally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but based off of how we saw them on this tv show i would be pretty justified when i say that none of these people would date someone who is plus size mm-hmm. none, of mm-hmm. like, um, none of these people would date someone who isn't like um fully body abled none of these people would date someone who like maybe even like a long-stay like medical condition like you are right that like in the real world you are definitely going to be interacting with and you might be friends with and you might like have co-workers who are insert whatever but these people would definitely not even consider dating someone like that um i'm basically just calling them shallow i'm being straight up i'm calling them shallow a lot of Um, these relationships
0: but it's very realistic for them yeah because the reality is attraction is a complex thing but it is important for a lot of people when you're dating because you can say whatever you like and be like, oh, I don't have any preference towards dating somebody. But there are people who won't date people with like facial tattoos or like facial piercings. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who won't date someone who's in a wheelchair. And if you're not going to date somebody like that, just be honest about it, you know? Don't lead anybody on or try to sugarcoat or anything like that, just be real. Because most people who have a wheelchair or who who like use a wheelchair, people who are plus size, people who like have a speech impediment, People that like, you know, have any kind of like physical face tattoos, piercings, anything like that, they know that there are people who don't want to date them, but they are seeking out people who do want to be with them. And if you're someone who doesn't want that, then you're not going to take that. And like the problem with these shows is that you could have like one plus size person on the show and then they don't match up with anybody and then it could turn into a whole thing. So it's just easier to put pair people on the show who all look like they could easily have over 100K Instagram followers. Yeah. You know? And it's also I, because like how the show looks, like physical appearance, physical attraction, it's like one of the key ingredients and they want people watching the show and they want people also kind of to see it like filled with attractive people, you know?
1: I, that's part of the thing with the, um, that I'm not sure exactly where I land from like no. Netflix and other productions perspectives. Is it better to continue doing it as they do and like maybe have some, you know, like racial diversity And that, but, like, they all look, like, still, like, I mean, at least all the girls look absolutely fucking amazing. The guys, you can get away with them not really looking amazing because guys have lower standards. Um, And keep it like that? Or is it better to include people who, you know, are not fully body-abled or who have um, long-standing mental health issues or who, um, I don't know, are plus size or things like that? Knowing, well, maybe not knowing, but very suspecting and probably knowing that they aren't going to make it past the pod stage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I'm looking from like a PR perspective on Netflix's front. Is it better to get backlash for only having a certain stereotype of people there? Or is it better to get, or is it, and like only be like attacked for that? Or to get attacked because like you do have plus size people or you do have disabled people um, or you do have, you um, like people with mental health issues, and then like they never make it past like the pod stage. Like I'm not sh- mm. like I'm not justifying what Netflix is doing. I'm just thinking of it from like just like a purely PR perspective. And like, how would I react if like I saw someone who like was part of the LGBTQ community, um, who like didn't make it past the pod stage, and continually they never did. Like, would I feel good that they were ever included? Would I feel bad because they never? succeeded i'm just trying to think about like what i personally would feel and i don't know i honestly don't know which one would make me feel worse or better
0: there's also the danger of fetish, fetish, fetish- fetishization yeah that's yeah. always a
1: huge especially with um because i like just like fetishization of specifically asians is like absolutely huge in america mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean like that's another issue to worry about that i wasn't even really like thinking of like i don't know it's something that, like, I guess each person has to really work out for themselves when it comes to, like, watching shows like this. Like, what personally would make them feel, I don't know, better or worse. But mm-hmm. it is interesting. And I do I do understand from a purely money perspective why Netflix and other production companies don't want to mess with that at all. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand from making money.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, they are trying to just make a bag mm-hmm. off of this show so i guess i do understand it um you can hope and wish that like the shows become a little more inclusive but any show that tries to do anything differently which is a stray from the formula that's already there doesn't really last that long and like with my show the ultimatum they're going to have an all queer cast next season Mm -hmm. which i'm i'm questioning how that's gonna go Exactly, like,
1: (laughs) also because, like, I, like, this is me personally, but I don't watch trash TV Mm. for the inclusion. Like, if I'm watching a trash TV show, like, a dating show like this that I know is trash TV, I'm watching it because I want it to be trash TV. I'm watching it because I want to watch, I don't know, attractive Mm. people scream at each other and throw drinks at each other and storm off fighting and act like they're the center of the world. Like, that's what I'm going to the show for. yeah. And do I want to see people like me represented like that? I'm not coming here to see people like me. I'm coming here
0: for brain rot. Also, it could it would suck if like you see somebody who looks like you and they turn out to be like really problematic and like annoying, and you're like, yeah. ah, I like was if, rooting for you, and now you're a terrible yeah. person. Like if I want
1: like inclusion, if I want to see me represented, I'd rather see me represented in like I don't know a psychological if I drama. To see me, I, to I see would me- go on the show. I, true. Yeah. If I wanted to see me, I would I would audition. But, like, you know, like, like a psychological drama. Like, a, yeah. I don't know, a crime TV show. Uh, I don't know, a superhero show. Because superhero shows are huge, like, right now. Like, mm-hmm. stuff like That's who I'd want to see people like me. I don't want to see people like me in Trash TV. That's kind of giving us an even worse name than we already have. That's really not what we need. But, like, huh. that's just, like, my perspective on the issue.
0: Yeah. You're right. I get it. And... Um, I'm the, probably ultimatum. Not, the ultimatum The <laughs> ultimatum uh, I'm probably not going to watch Love is, Love is Blind I don't think I'm going to watch another big show After I've watched the ultimatum like, This show is so messy And like I didn't really understand the show or like the purpose of it Until I started watching it And when I really started like watching it and getting into it I was like oh this show shouldn't have been made
1: No this, this show shouldn't
0: should have, have been made No this show Because this, this show is just reality this show, I will say no, of
1: all the D shows I've seen, this show does the least to manufacture
0: things. All right. So, so would you lead? Well,
1: explain it. Explain it.
0: Okay. So we're gonna talk about the ultimatum. Uh, it is another Netflix uh, love reality show with Vanessa and Nick. Na- Nick Leahy. Yeah. Like, Okay. And um, the show is called The Ultimate of Marry Move On. Uh, the concept is basically kind of like love is blind with a mix of temptation island which is a show that i have been meaning to watch for a long time and temptation island is very spicy but -hmm. essentially the ultimatum is uh it stars six sets of couples and in the span of two months they must decide if they want to be engaged or if they break up and to make their decision the people on the show they go through a week-long process one that's pretty complicated And it features original couples and new couples in trial marriages, so to speak. So you meet the couples, right? You meet the couples. The couples are Madeline and Kobe, April and Jake, Ray and Zay, Shanique and Randall, Lauren and Nate, and Alexis and Hunter. All six of them are going in the ultimatum for the same reason. One person is ready for marriage, the other person is not. and An ultimatum has been issued. Either by the end of the experiment, the original couples will get back together and they will get married, or they're going to break up, possibly go on with the new couple, or possibly go on on their own. And the host of the show help the couples decide if they want to take the next step in their relationships. So the couples, they have... um, the option to leave single or continue exploring their connection with another cast member so after that they kind of get to know each other right they split and they start mingling each one of them kind of talks to another person for essentially five to ten minutes and they kind of go on these mini speed dates in the hotel that they're staying at and you know it's crazy because like when you're watching the show you see the couples together and -hmm. then they kind of like split up and you can see like Imagine you go on a dating show and I you have to watch the person you came with dating someone else.
2: You mm, have to watch yeah. them
0: forming another connection with someone else, sharing private details about your life and trying to get to know somebody, connect with somebody. And it's, it's weird, you know, like the people, you go on multiple dates with multiple men and then you see your significant other like flirting with other girls. So after you go through your little uh, uh, speed dating, whatever, for the next few days, after spending a week, apparently, get to know the, cus- the cast members, the contestants now select another person to live with for three weeks. The selection ceremony takes place at a long dinner table, and uh, you make your choices in front of the whole cast, including your partner. Uh, after the contestant tells the Leahys why they want to take this person for a child marriage, uh, the selected person needs to see if they you know return the sentiment, essentially, and then a budding romance is potentially formed a new couple is created and that's basically it and i'd say i would not be okay sitting at a table seeing like the person i came with being like i want to go with this person because they're kind and they're calm and they're smart and they're sweet it's like i'm all those things too it is what's something? special about her that i don't have what is hmm. she that i don't have like another thing about the show man when you first meet these let me say something when it comes to like the people who issued the ultimate the ultimatum, most of the ultimatums were issued by the women. Only two of the ultimatums were issued by men. One is Kobe and one is Nate. Nate came with Lored, I believe that's who he came with. So I kind of want to break down the couples for a second. I want to talk about that for a little bit because okay. the couples are interesting. Okay. So Madeline and Kobe are first. Madeline, okay, here's another thing. <laughs> All the couples have not been dating for more than three years. All of them are under 30. Well, yeah, because like that's why I was saying that this is like
1: messy, realistic. Cause these are like 20, like young 20s, maybe like mid-late 20s, but like these are some of the messiest years of your life. They didn't have to manufacture the drama. They were like, doing it with 20-year-olds. The drama is already there.
0: I wanna say something about these dating shows. This is relevant to ultimatum and love is blind and this is something that I've realized in my own experience because I'm an adult and like people date as adults you know what I mean I don't really date I'm just say that right now but one thing that I've realized is that dating and the rules of dating are very close to purity culture and although people want to act like they're not influenced by that they are because for you to believe that you getting a relationship with somebody has to end in marriage after a certain amount of time, or after a certain point, or a certain number of experiences is unrealistic because the way that a lot of these women see marriage is not healthy. You know, you, they talk about how, like, oh, they can cook, they can clean, they like to have sex, they're hot. Why wouldn't you want to marry me? And there are a number of reasons why someone doesn't want to get married. Marriage is a huge step in someone's life. It is not just like the next step for you to feel like you've accomplished something or achievement. Having a wedding is not just a party. This is a commitment. You're forming a bond between you, your partner for your family, and in front of God, okay? And a lot of people may think of marriage as not that much of a big of a deal, but obviously it has to be that big of a deal for there to be such an industry with so many related reality shows and so many dating shows where every end result is marriage. Every end result is engagement. You are taking something that's such a huge step and a huge commitment, but you're turning it into like winning a trip at Disneyland or mm-hmm. winning a hundred thousand dollars. It's not that simple. It's quite not. And there's a commitment that you have to make and You really need to put more weight behind the fact that you're making this commitment, this lifelong commitment with somebody. And even though you've known this person for a year, a year and a half, two years, that really, in my opinion, isn't long enough to really know somebody. Because a lot of these people are really young. Like, you're in your early 20s. You have not really experienced life yet. And if you want to get married before 30, that's fine. That's okay. But there are very clear reasons as to why a lot of these men are not ready to get married and although they say that it's because of finances which is a good reason to not get married yet that's you know they, uh-huh. people can say you know there's no real reason to be ready you can't be perfectly ready for everything life is something you can't be perfectly ready for in terms of finances yes that's true because there are natural disasters people die things can happen there was we're still going through a worldwide pandemic. I understand life can go topsy-turvy at any second, but finances is a very good reason to want to like kind of wait and hesitate. And, you know, there's also, there's very clearly a lot of other reasons why these men don't want to get married yet. And I feel like their partners are not seeing that because they want a ring. They want the wedding. They want the party. They want the accomplishment. They want a husband. They want the kids. They want the house. You want to level up in your life, but you emotionally are not ready for that. And you think that going to the next step will just take you there. And it won't. It won't take you there. And I think a lot of these, like, you feel like that's just the progression of a relationship. That's what people believe. You're dating somebody you've been dating for so long. What are you waiting for? What's going on? We've been doing this for two years. Put a ring on my finger. Let's make it happen. Like, No, you're not there yet. And for you to try to push somebody to something that they're not ready for yet, for you to ask somebody to go on a show where they're going to pretend to date some, marry someone else for three weeks, essentially you're giving somebody uh, a free pass for cheating, but it's on TV. That's. I, I is did a mess. have
1: research into the ultimatum and what happened. Um, that guy who was like, I cheated for her i did it for. we're gonna
0: get to that Yay. we're gonna get to that because wow wow that was because not
1: good people misuse the term gaslighting all the time mm-hmm. that is actual gaslighting he, that's like dictionary definition textbook, for those who don't know he's talking about Kobe.
0: Kobe is not a good guy i'm gonna say right now the people i don't like on the show Kobe and jake fair they're not my favorite people Also kind of Ray, I do relate to Ray on uh, like a level of like being somebody who's an introvert and someone who's shy, but there's a point where I'm just, I just can't deal with Ray. There's a point where like somebody needs to take Ray by the shoulders and tell her to use her, use her voice. Like (laughs) girl, just use your words, please. (laughs) Like dang, but you know. Yeah, purity culture very much influences dating in such a real way that it's just so annoying. And I truly do think that like the hold that the patriarchy has on y'all is, is stifling. It is, it is suffocating, like it's literally suffocating y'all. The way that you are just like, let me say something. If I'm having problems in my relationship, the last thing we need to be doing is answering DMs from a producer saying that they want us on Netflix. That's the last thing I want to do. The last thing you're going to see me do is submit a tape to be on a streaming service. People can watch that over and over and over again. You realize that Netflix is forever, right? The last thing I offer to do is like, the Leahys? Ted with you and my relationship. We don't even know who y'all are. I don't even know who y'all are. Was he on 90210? Like, who is Nick Leahy? Was he on some kind of 90s show that I didn't watch with a full cast of white people? Because Isn't he a singer? Nick Ray. He's a singer? I'm gonna tell you. I'm sure you're a great guy. I'm sure you guys are I'm sure you guys are great because obviously y'all got two shows now. Obviously y'all doing something right. You must be a very nice boring couple. Oh yeah he was, probably,
1: um, he was part of a boy band back in like the 90s. Which one? Um, 98 Degrees. I've heard a couple of songs by them but definitely not my favorite. Um,
0: I don't know. Uh, they
1: hosted the Newlyweds. Oh, no, they were a part of the newlyweds.
0: That sounds somewhat familiar.
1: That was in like the early 2000s, like 2003, 2005. So that might have been where they got their reality TV cred.
0: You know, the fact that I don't know who you are must mean that he
1: was on One Tree Hill. That's that it. That's yeah.
0: it. He was on One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's what I remember him from. Not 91210. Yeah. But I digress. Anyways, Here back is, to yeah. the ultimatum. Uh, they pick the person they're going to have the trial marriage with. You live with that person for three weeks. After you live with that person for three weeks, you reunite with your original partner for three weeks. And then you make the final decision. Are you going to stay with this person? Or are you going to be with the new person? Or are we moving on? So let's get some things out of the way. There are two couples at the... um, When they get to the part where they're picking uh, their new partners... For the child marriage, two couples straight up just drop out. Yeah. <laughs> they straight up, they're like Lauren and Nate and Alexis and Hunter. Like Hunter and Nate propose to their significant others. They say yes, they're not part of the experiment anymore. And honestly, I was surprised that it happened with Hunter, but I was shocked when it happened with Nate. <laughs> let me tell you something with Alexis, I didn't think she was gonna get paired up with anybody. Because Alexis is definitely, like, falling into the Netflix truck of, like, the mean, blonde, opinionated, you know, kind of, like, rough around the edges. I'm not g- listen, I'm not gonna, like, I see, you know, not all women need to be happy-go-lucky, all sweet, and, like, cherry, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let them, you know, let them have a little spice. You know, let- she has an opinion. She says what she wants to say. And that's it. She does give me like very much a woman for Trump vibes, kind of. Maybe she's not that way, but you know. I'm sorry, girl. If you not if you don't run that way, I'm sorry. I hope I want not. Me on? <laughs> I hope not. But I kind of liked Alexis mainly because I liked the conversations we had with people because it was interesting and she was funny and she just didn't hold back. And I was like, yeah, she's fun. I'm interested because I was kind of curious to see who she was going to pair up with because I was just like kind of interested in seeing where that would go. Um, but hunter had said in their like first interviews that like he just wasn't ready for marriage yet whatever alexis was someone who like really called people out on their bs and alexis was the first person to notice that there's something wrong with colby and that's when i really started liking her as i started watching the show because as you watch the show you see that colby is not someone you can really like he's not that reliable he's not that honest he's not that trustworthy he's madeline says he's over overly positive i feel like he has toxic nice guy syndrome so when yeah. you see that Kobe is not that great of a guy i'm like you know what they did alexis dirty back there she actually she she's not that bad if she could see that Kobe wasn't a great guy and she also called out colby at the long table they're sitting at the repair and she's like i don't feel like Kobe's a great guy for you madeline i don't know why you're with him still and i was like that is bold that is <laughs> sassy, but also unapologetic. And I can respect it. I can respect the honesty. But uh, Hunter and Alexis, they're engaged. I think they're pretty happy. I think they're still together. So that's good. I'm glad that they're still together because I feel like Hunter balances Alexis out because Hunter's very calm. And he's really nice. He's very quiet. And Alexis seems like someone who's like very much says her opinion and, stay- and sticks by it. And I think they really work well together in that. Uh, Alexis and Nate, they are a couple that also left. Um, Nate issued the ultimatum because he wants children. And Alexis was very clear in saying that like, she would like kids one day, but she doesn't know if she wants to be a mother because raising kids is a huge responsibility. And when she was sitting with Colby, he like genuinely seemed to be like listening to her and talking to her. And I was kind of like, okay, Colby seems like a nice guy. No trying to be there for her. Like Colby very much gave me like like he said like he was into sales. And I was like, he would be into sales. Mm-hmm. You would be someone who's into sales. <laughs> he gave me that vibe. But when he was talking to Alexis, he seemed very understanding. He was listening to her. He was being thoughtful. He was, like, taking into consideration why she would be hesitant to having kids. And he's being very respectful and, like, very patient. But then, when you have him in the interview, he's like, I feel like if I had three weeks with Alexis, I could convince her that she could have kids. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. No. Uh Uh-uh. That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Like, the way he talked about, like, in the end, he ended up pairing up with April. And mainly, they just hung out, like, April kind of like you know April and Colby hung out and Colby also talked about like after he and April like kind of like the new couples went back to their original couples and they had like sit at the long table again. Uh Colby talked about how like April has grown and changed so much as a woman and he felt like he contributed to that. I was like, how did you contribute to that? Y'all were just hanging out for three weeks. Y'all really didn't like do that. Like, what are you what are you saying? But it was just It was annoying. Anyways, Madeline seems like a really nice girl. Madeline and Colby. Colby issued the ultimatum because he wants to marry Madeline. He sees a future with Madeline and Madeline is kind of hesitant about it. There's also April and Jake. April and Jake have been together for a while. April issued the ultimatum because she wants to have a ring on her finger and Jake is hesitant about it because of finances. There's Ray and Zay. Uh, Ray issued the ultimatum because she wants to get married and Zay is hesitant, you know, but When a producer asks Ray, what do you love about Zay and why do you want to get married? She's like, can you ask the next question? Because I don't want to answer that. And I was like,
1: wait a second.
0: Why would you issue an ultimatum to someone you want to marry if you can't even say why you want to be married? Why would you issue an ultimatum to someone you want to marry but you can't even say why you love them? What does that mean? (laughs) What are you talking about? What are you talking about? yeah that's mm -hmm. yeah so then there's Shanique and Randall Shanique issued the ultimatum and Randall said he doesn't want to get married yet because of finances which I believe to be true but I think there may be another layer to it and I'm gonna say right now I love Shanique because her parents are Caribbean (laughs) and the way that Shanique (laughs) acts it makes so much sense it makes so much sense she's like people were like, she's kind of bossy. And I'm like, her mother has an accent, okay? It's not her fault. She's her <laughs> mother's daughter, all right? Please. Her mom is so nice when you see her in the show, but I know raising her, her mom was not taking any kind of mess, any kind of way. And the dad, he's, he's very chill, but he's also very much like a Caribbean dad. So it was, when I like met Shanice's family, I was like, this makes sense. It's a cultural thing. That's another thing. Like culturally, I get it. Like, a lot of people won't understand, but, like, if you're a child of immigrants, you know, like, if you're a child of immigrants and you hang out with other children of immigrants, certain people are just so much like their parents. Mm. They're so much like their parents, and they take their parents' relationship advice to their dating. And, like, kids, people who are children of immigrants also do kind of, like, fall into the, like, let's get married, have kids, have a house, and then I live with you after I'm married, like I'm not living on my own. I'm gonna be in a relationship, we'll get engaged, we we'll get married, and then we move in together. And we get a house together. We have a, a bank account together. Everything's together, we are one, you know? But that's also because most of the children of immigrants that I know are also Christian and that like, yeah. you know, that's a whole thing. But yeah, basically that's Shanique and Randall. Uh, so, you know, the couples, they meet each other, they get to know each other, they select a new partner for child marriage. All right, so Madeline goes with Randall, April, uh, Jake goes with Ray, Zay goes with Shanique, and April and Kobe end up together. Out of the four couples, I'm gonna rank it right now based on, like, um, connection and, like, the way they were together in the three weeks, it's gonna be, in my opinion, this is how it was going, Ray and Jake, Jake and Ray, and then there's gonna be Madeline and Randall, Mm. Shanique and Zay, Colby and April and I don't mean to put Shanique and Zay so far down it's just how the ranking goes I do think that Shanique and Zay had a lot more in common because they connected with each other emotionally and like it was very clear that like when Zay met uh, Shanique's family he has some kind of like trauma with family in his own childhood because he talked about how he doesn't even talk to his family. His family didn't take care of him. His family wasn't there for him. The way he was raised was so messed up. The people where he was around was not good for him. And he doesn't go into detail, but you can tell it's hard for him because he can't even speak because he starts crying. He doesn't want to cry because, you know, hyper-masculinity, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel for Zay because the more I watch the show... It's very clear to me that Zay seems like a more social person. When you watch episode one, Zay seems more social and the kind of guy who goes hooping with his friends. And Ray is very shy. She's very quiet. She's very reserved. She's to herself. And she seems like a really sweet girl. And Ray says that she doesn't like to, um, she doesn't like to argue with Zay and she wants to have good times. And it's not that Zay likes to argue. It's that Zay wants this relationship to work. He understands why she issued the ultimatum. She knows, he knows she wants to get married and he wants to talk to her. He wants her to open up. He wants to connect with her and she doesn't want to do that. She closes up, she changes the subject. She doesn't open up. She doesn't talk to him. And it's hard because like Zay is trying to be nice about it and he's trying to be calm about it and he's trying to be understanding with her. But it's difficult when like someone is not giving, giving to you what you're giving back to them. And Ray and Jake, yeah, Jake, they have fun together. Like they really get along. They like each other a lot. But the only thing they really connect with with each other, from what I saw, what from Netflix showed us, is that they're both biracial and they both like their moms. Mm. The connections only last for three weeks. Like you talk to them for ten minutes and you feel like you want to do a trial marriage with them, and then you have to think about maybe I could spend the rest of my life with this person. No, no, I don't think so. Very superficial, in fact, mm-hmm. very superficial. Like. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Like Ray and Jake definitely do seem to get along really well, and they do seem like a cute couple, of course. April did not like the fact that Ray and Jake got together, but I feel like it didn't matter who Jake would get with. April was just jealous, and I can understand that, and I can get that, but you have to understand, y'all signed up for this. Mm -hmm. Y'all knew what it was. You knew you were going to watch your partner flirt with somebody else. You knew your partner was going to go live with somebody else for a while, so... You know, this is what the show is. It is what it is. This is what you're signed up for. And of course, I'm sure most of the people who signed up for this thing thought to themselves confidently, oh, well, my partner is going to want to leave me or be with somebody else or break up with me because I'm all this and a bag of chips. So why would they want someone else? Because I am a 10 and that person is a 7. So why would you downgrade? Like you are getting a little too big for your boots here
2: yeah. for a
0: Netflix show. All right this is a netflix show all right you're not going to be the prettiest person on here april is a baddie though she is bad 10 out of 10 like she i do think it's kind of funny that she <laughs> she refers to herself in the third person sometimes <laughs> it was yeah, when she did yeah. that. but it was also like okay confidence and i would say i like april i like april i think she's smart. <sighs> During the three weeks when she was living with Colby, uh, she did go out partying with a friend of her, some friends of hers, because she was just upset and distraught because Jake was with Ray, and she was just thinking about what they could be doing, and she was like worried about it. And she ended up giving a guy her number, and she ended up like giving some guys her Instagram. But you're in a trial like three week when you're single, and April wasn't really like knocking boots with Colby the same way that Jake and Ray were, because apparently Jake and Ray had a golden box. With whips and feathers and other sex toys that they mm-hmm. found after Zay and Ray got back together. So Jake got upset with April because she was giving guys her Instagram. But in the trial, the three week thing, y'all are single. Even though you're upset about it, like y'all and you and Ray were literally knocking boots, making the bed go eat you, ee every night. So what you're upset, but what you did is a lot more. Come on, babe. Mm-hmm. Let's not play around. Okay. But Jake and Ray, they got along really well. Um, I will say, I'm just going to spoil it because we're just talking about the whole show. Yeah. Uh, when Ray and Zay get back together, they do end up fighting a lot. This is something that happens a lot with original original couple- couples. They, they all start fighting. They all start fighting with each other, you know, some friction. Um, Zay is still trying to get Ray to open up and she's just not doing it. And I truly do feel for Zay. And this is where I Ray loses me. This is where I can't deal with Ray because you issued the ultimatum. You said you wanted to get married. You said you want to marry this man. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to open up. He wants you to be vulnerable. He wants to be transparent. And I can understand that can be hard and that can be difficult. But if you have been dating somebody for more than a year, at some point, you need to let the floodgates go. Mm -hmm. You got to open it up. You got to let it just, you know. And even though Zay opened up with Shanique, and Zay and Shanique, they got along really well. And they were kind of cute as a couple. And Zay and Shanique, they had, like, also, like, sexual chemistry, too. Like, if anybody repaired, I would want Zay and Shanique to work. Because okay, I right. feel like they really worked out. I feel like even if they weren't dating, they would make good friends. And, like, Shanique is really sweet and, like, really nice. But she's also someone you can't talk over her. She's not going to argue with you. She sees things in very black and white, which can be difficult. Because, obviously, she's a separate woman. But it also means that, like... She has very like taunt morals mm-hmm. and even though she can be stubborn she's fair you know like Ray and Zay they have an argument and Ray breaks up with Zay so Zay and Shanique meet up and they talk and Shanique is trying to get Zay to see Ray's side of it cuz Shanique has never really badmouth Ray or anything said anything mean about Ray but she wants Zay to see she wants Zay to see Ray's side and why they argued because the night when like Ray and Zay were upset with each other and they got into a fight. Uh, Zay left. Like, he left the house like 10 o'clock. He didn't come back until 8 a.m. So Ray was really upset about that. And then she broke up with him and she left. And Shanique was just trying to be like, look, I understand why you left. I get it. I see that. But if Randall left all night and came back at 8 a.m., I would be pissed. You know, like, I see your side, but, like, if Randall did that, I would be pissed too. And, like, I appreciate Shanique for doing that because she's always someone who doesn't like the BS either in the same way that Alexis doesn't like the BS it's just that Shanique is a lot more peaceful with it Shanique knows when to like bring that up and when to talk about it and in what scenario to talk about it with and who to speak with about it with you know what I mean Shanique I could tell because Randall and Madeline paired up together maybe she didn't like Madeline all that much because of that but she didn't hate her and she didn't confront her and she didn't like try and like you know do anything to like make her upset or anything like that. She didn't try and like s- start no mess drama. Although Alexis was just trying to start no drama, Alexis didn't care about other people's feelings when she brought up things that probably should have been brought up in certain situations. You know, like Alexis wasn't really concerned about hurting other people's feelings, but she didn't yeah. always put people's feelings into perspective when she talked about certain things. And she doesn't like, you know, tiptoeing or BS or if, ands, maybe, or so and so's. She wants yes or no. That's mm-hmm. how Shanique is. And I really do love that about her. I think that's amazing. I think it's an admirable thing. And I think it's a great thing to have in a wife, in a partner, when you have somebody who is yes or no, you know, someone who is concrete and sees things in like black and white. And that's someone you can rely on, someone you can turn to when you need help, you know? So <clears throat> Zay ended up leaving the show alone, which I do feel bad for him. And I honestly, I just wish Zay the best. I wish him the best. Cause I'm going to say right now, ray even though i get it Carl, i get being introvert that was not fair to him that's not fair to zay because he was very clearly putting on the line trying his best opening up he wanted to be there for her like and you know at the end ray and jake do kind of run away together on a trip they don't go on the trip though but they do stay friends but like okay Ray and Jake do like have a good connection and they're very cute together but it was very clear to me that like it was superficial and I didn't like Jake because he was very wishy-washy like he would be talking to Ray and be like I see you as someone I could um, I could have a life with I see you as someone I could spend my life with I like, I like you so much like you're so beautiful you're so great nothing that annoyed me about Ray like maybe this is too much she cries a lot on the show <laughs> like I get it like the show there's a lot of emotional I knew, psychological. I knew
1: you were going to say that
0: she cries that. so much oh my gosh she's like this is hard I don't get it out of her head she's like oh my gosh I don't know she's on her I don't know what's going on with her babe you need to sit down with somebody you need to lay on somebody's couch Like this can't go on like this. Like it can't. Like I get that it can be hard to choose between the person you've been with for two years or the person you've only known for like literally four weeks. But you guys have some good relationships and like you guys had nice sex. So maybe you'll end up dating this person instead. But really, really, I get that it's that deep. But is it that deep? It's deep. Is it that deep? Deep. Like you're telling me. I listen. I, I understand. She sees a lake. I see a puddle all right <laughs> she sees the mississippi river i see the river behind my house all right like
1: i guess i guess it, it is a little bit over dramatic but tra- like,
0: like it's not to the point that's not
1: understandable you yeah. know like it's not like campy you yeah know?
0: i i see i can see why but like that's another thing if you're someone who doesn't open up and talk about things and you're not transparent and vulnerable you don't like also, express your emotions yeah you're going to express them in different ways you're going to start crying or you're mm. going to hit people
1: also i'll give her what was that like, i knew a lot of people like a lot of girls in college that like were basically like crying all the time she isn't much older than college age she's like yeah twenty four. yeah like that's what I'm so with these shows. Young.
0: Y'all are too young to be going through this to decide whether or not you want to get married with somebody. Like it feels a bit too early to be going into this conversation. And I'm not saying this because I'm 24 and I don't have a job right now. I'm saying this as somebody <laughs> who's like,
1: like I was about to say, <laughs> it was very interesting that you're saying that. I don't know, I don't know exactly how it works like in your church and like yeah. how like your You know, like the people in your area tend to get married. But I know, I only graduated with like 86 other people. uh, And like, we all went to like two or three different churches that were like all really close in the area. We all knew each other, obviously. I know three people, four people now that I graduate with, that graduate the same year as me, same time, all that, same school, they are already married. they have been married for, some of them got married at 19. Some of them got married at 20. I think the most recently married couple got married like a year ago.
0: In... My church, we see people in terms of like generations. And in, as in, like the people I knew when I was in fifth grade at Sunday school, we are all now out of college adults. And I would say a good number of them are dating, engaged, or married. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people I went to school with, they are, you know, they've done gender reveal parties, you know.
1: Like, yeah. So, like I've said, like, yeah, 24 is young at one like at one of the end of the spectrum yes 21 uh 24 is young but the other end I know people I graduate with that are on their second kid already like so 24 is young but 24 is like a lot of people are already doing this
0: and that's another thing about these dating shows is like you can't expect me to take you seriously when you have these young people when their viewer relationships are so superficial and just not realistic I'm gonna say and like kind of insecure like. Kind of again, I said it
1: before, I said it again, and I'm going to say it again now, they didn't need to manufacture drama on here. Taking so many young 20-year-old type of people who think they're ready to get married, who very clearly aren't,
2: mm-hmm.
1: no drama need to be manufactured. That's just real life. I'm just witnessing what I saw in college happen on screen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um. So, okay. Let's go on with the couples. Uh... Shaniqua, okay, let's talk about Madeline and Randall. Okay. So, Madeline and Randall is another couple that, like, when they they were like the new couple and they had like their three week thing. I liked them together. I think they got along really well. I thought it was really sweet. Um, Madeline introduced Randall to her friends, and they liked Randall too. They thought Randall was really nice, and he listened. He listened to Madeline, and they got along really well. My thing is this, and this is another reason why. I'm iffy about interracial couples on reality shows. Randall and Madeline, they got along really well. You know, they have good chemistry. They like each other. Randall did not want to explore the physical aspect of the relationship. Mm -hmm. He was okay with them talking emotionally. He was cool with holding hands, like kissing every once in a while. But Madeline was somebody who talked about how sexual chemistry is something that's important for her. And she wanted to explore that with Randall. But the amount of times and the fervor that she was talking about it and in the way she was talking about it and like how important it was to her, I don't really think it was about sexual chemistry. It felt like she was fetishizing Randall. Like she talked about how when she first saw Randall, it was, there's immediate connection, immediate attraction. And Randall said the same thing too. But I think that a lot of the time, I think there have been a few times where Randall will repeat what someone else is saying simply to agree with them Mm -hmm. I don't really know if he like agrees with them I like Randall I think Randall's a really nice guy I think he's really great I'm happy that in the end he ended up with Shanique because she really was the person that he should have been with because I do feel like Madeline Madeline was giving me like oh I've only dated white guys before I never had a black guy before Never date a black guy for This is my first chance. And she she even admits no, it in like the right, last you're week. Right, you're right. She kind of admits it like, oh, well, this is my last chance to be with Randall, and I don't want to miss my opportunity on this. I'm like, opportunity now? What? This thing like, that you slept with a black guy? What is it? And even her friends were like, they were nice to Randall. The guy was a great guy. Even them themselves were kind of like, if I had a second chance, I would want to marry Randall. If I could, you know, pair up with someone else, I would do it with Randall. Like, y'all don't understand. Y'all are being kind of weird. Like, yeah, yeah. Just it like it's just I think that a lot of it the show cut out, which I'm grateful for. Thank you. But nobody is talking about how Madeline was like low-key fetishizing Randall. And also when Shanique and Randall paired up again, Shanik was asking Randall, like, okay, so what happened? Like she wanted the nitty-gritty detail. She wanted to know all of it. And when Randall wasn't answering her questions or talking to her, she was like, Okay, fine. That's whatever. That's fine. And she's kind of dropped it. And I was like, girl, this is not how you have a conversation. This is so childish, like, what are we doing? But at the same time, I kinda got it, I understood. Cause I have friends who are like that, who are like, if you're not gonna tell me what, I, if you're not gonna be honest with me and tell me what you think is gonna hurt my feelings, then we're not gonna talk. Cause there's something you're gonna say to me, something you need to tell me, and you're not telling me cause you think I'ma feel some type of way. I already feel a type of way, all right? Just say it, I'm asking, just say it. Like that kind of attitude, I get it. I understand because I've grown up around people like that. So, like for me, it's less of like, oh, she'd be annoying. It's so, like, it's funny to me because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> when I see Shanique, I see like my friends from church. So, I love her so much. That's why I like, I hold so much love for her in my heart. I really do. And also, meeting Shanique's family makes sense because Shanique's dad, when he met Zay, he liked Zay. Their family loves Zay. They family thought Zay was really great. And I hope that Zay and Shanique stay friends because I think that he really does deserve a good friend like Shanique because she really was there for him and like she was like really supportive of him and they were kind of cute together I'm not gonna lie if Shanique and Zay ran off into the sunset I would have been mad because <laughs> Randall needs a buck up but like, honestly when Shanique stopped talking to Randall after uh Randall and Shinique repaired um you know obviously he was like you know when my daughter is the one issuing the ultimatum and you've been dating for so long the question is what's going on what's wrong because obviously I'm the father. I think my daughter's perfect. So what's going on with you? And the mom was like a little less nice about it. She was nice about it, but she was a little less nice in her wording. You mm-hmm. know, she was like, what y'all have been dating for this long. My daughter is amazing. My daughter is wonderful. What's going on? Like what's happening? And the thing is the way that Shin- the way that Shanique's parents are talking to Randall is the same way Shanique speaks to Randall. The same way that Shanique talked to Zay is the way that Shanique's parents talked to Zay. And I think it's really interesting to see the um, couples pair into new couples and then meet the parents and then repair it into their original pairing and then meet the parents again to talk about it. Because when Ray and Jake were talking to each other, Jake talked about how much he loves his dad and how his dad's so important to him and his dad's really great and everything. No, his mom. His mom's really great and everything like that. Um, Jake's mom did not like Ray. I think that she liked her but she prefers April and I can see why because April is a lot like his mom because when the couple's repaired and Jake and April were talking to you know um, Jake's mom and I think a friend of theirs I'm not sure if it was I don't think it was the dad but like a friend of theirs basically like the way that Jake's mom acts around Jake is the way that April acts around him and Jake has a lot more respect for his mom than he does for April you know like when Jake and April repaired repaired into the original pairing Uh, April went through his phone but she clarified in an interview that like she's done that before so it's not different she said that like she's gone through his phone before and like when she went through his phone she said that you know she saw a video of Ray twerking on his phone and she was like why do you have this on your phone like why is this here you know because she was jealous obviously like I understand that and I get it and Jake also lied to Ray Because Ray asked, oh, what did you think, uh, what did your mom think of me? And Jake's mom, in a confessional or an interview whatever, said that, like, she likes Ray, Ray is nice, Ray is sweet, but Jake needs April, because April's strong, and she's opinionated, and she knows what she wants, Mm -hmm. and Jake needs someone like April in his life. And his mom said that to him, and then Jake lied and said that she loved you, she thought we were great, she thinks we'll make a great couple. You know you're on TV, right?
1: We're all gonna see this,
0: <laughs> sir. Your mom gonna see you lying through your teeth, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Also, I'm embarrassed. See. I'm terrified. I, actually, yeah. he is actually not alive anymore, he
0: is dead. He's so dumb. Light skinned guys are always like this, they always do something so <laughs> dumb, always playing with their emotions, always twisting things for their betterment. It, they are, they are like this, like him and his light eyes. Mm. Him and his light eyes are just pastel colors. Uh <laughs> 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 oh, just lights man. Just so annoying. Oh my gosh. Just irritating me. And that's also why he was upset that April gave um her Instagram to other guys, but April couldn't be upset because he slept with Ray. Oh, we get in our feelings. Mm. We in my feelings, Drake. Huh? Sootsy mm. slide out of my life. How about that? Okay. <laughs> How about you do that? Thank you. All right. Uh Let's see what else. Um. M- okay, Madeline and Randall. Okay, so Madeline and Colby got back together. When Madeline and Colby got back together, who? lay? Okay, so Colby cheated on Madeline twice. I don't care about the wording. I don't care about his explanations. I don't care about his apologies. I don't care what anyone's gonna say. Matt Colby cheated on Madeline twice in the three weeks they were apart. And yes, like Glenn mentioned before, he tried to spit it like he did it for her. And then he also tried to say it was her fault that he cheated because he said that with April, he wasn't getting what he needed to understand what Madeline wanted. So he had outsourced to another woman and he told Madeline that he was FaceTiming another girl. But what he did not tell her was that he continued to FaceTime this girl. And I think there was, I'm pretty sure there was another girl. I'm pretty sure there was another girl. And like there was something else going on with that other girl. And he told that girl that they were in an open relationship to make her believe that there's still, like, an opportunity for her, like, hello? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Madeline was upset about that, and she tried to talk to him about it, but he left, and then Ray came over to talk to Madeline and be there for her, and Colby was hungover, he wasn't, he was not helping, he was not being a great guy, and then when Colby and Madeline met up with her friends, a mess, it was a train wreck. I don't know what's wrong with this guy, I don't know what's going on with this dude, and the thing is, at the end of the day, she married him. Mm-hmm. He got done with me and she said yes. Madeline, what have we learned from this experience? Quite really
1: nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not a oh, single
0: what are we doing? And then after they got pregnant.
1: Oh babe, the reunion. Oh, they wasted oh, no time, baby. My. They wasted no time. It was a wrap.
0: He literally trapped her. There was
1: actually no rap, actually.
0: She better get his Instagram password, because <laughs> she better. Girl, check his following list. Everyone, check his following list. Let's see how many Instagram models he's following. Let's see if he's like 18 emojis pictures. You know what I mean? Let's see what's going on here. Let's <laughs> wow. see what's going on here. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't like him. I don't think he's a nice guy. He's oh, definitely no way, you gaslighting her. <laughs> he's. It's just like why are we going through this this whole thing felt like self-sabotage this whole thing a mess ray ended up single zay ended up single jake broke up with april broke up with jake which i'm very happy about i'm very glad about because her and jake were fighting a lot and arguing a lot and i do think that april april has um got a new boyfriend recently which good for her she's also went blonde for a minute which was super great she looks so good blonde shout out mm-hmm. to her she looked so good blonde also Shanique was blonde at the reunion she looks so pretty I do think Shanique and Randall will work out I do think that they can work through their issues and they could probably you know come to agreement I think that Madeline and Kobe should not be together and you know everything else in the reunion i didn't watch the reunion i'm gonna be honest i didn't care i didn't care after the ultimatum i was like okay so this is over this is done with because i had a feeling that because alexis and hunter and like alexis hunter nate and lauren they're gonna they're they're gonna be there too i'm not gonna lie i didn't really care i don't think alexis should have said yes to nate because i feel like having kids is such a huge part of being married and that's not really something you could compromise on. And it's not something that's easy to talk through. And he was giving me like, she was being like, we could get a therapist. We could sit down and talk this out. And he was like, no, no, no. I know you're going to want to have kids one day. And we're going to have kids one day. And the thing is, he's someone who works all the time. And she, she he would want her to stay at home. And although she wants to have kids, like, y'all are making these decisions and not thinking them through. You're like, oh, we'll just see what happens. Oh, we've been to see.
2: No.
1: We I mean, yeah, we will go and see. No, we will see.
0: Like, oh my gosh. You cannot ignore red flags. Those things don't go away. Like, what are you doing? Come on now. Um, Yeah, I think that was basically my review of the ultimatum. Overall, the show was very messy. The show was very interesting. Um, It's strange to me how often reality shows will will package up like Hookup culture and polyamory, and just put it on a TV show. You know what I mean? Like, this is a terrible idea for young couples. And I think yeah. that um, a lot of it is a little bit manipulative. And I think that it's very obvious that a lot of the people who are on the show are from the Midwest and the South, you know? there's so much pressure to get married at such a young age and people making plans for your uterus when you're a kid. It's, it's not great. It's not great. And, you know, there are so many archetypes of women getting a degree and then immediately wanting a husband right after you get your degree. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the people who are on the show are kind of just like products of their environment. And the show was a little dirty. And I do think that like the show did not talk enough about how like these people were obviously sleeping with each other. Like, y'all can't try to dance around the fact, but, like, they were. So I don't know why Netflix, like, avoided that. Netflix, stop showing me the blurry video of two people wrestling around under the covers. Like, just, like, ask them outright. Did y'all sleep together? Yes or no? We know what's going on. Yeah. We're not stupid. Yeah, don't try try to spare my feelings. Don't try to spare the other person's feelings because you're not doing that. These are early 20s. You're manipulating. You're gaslighting each other. These Being people are going honest, out like rabbits. They're like boom, boom, boom. Like the fact that Randall and Zay are like the only two guys in the show that are like kind of good guys tells you a lot. Mm. This is a lot, you know what I mean? And I I don't know if there's anything else I want to say really. There was a, one interesting point in the show when um, the girls who are still doing the experiment, they met up with each other for lunch. Yeah. And the day that they met up, April had a cancer screening, I believe. And that's why she brought up some of her infertility issues. And she also spoke to how that's another reason why her and Jake have problems. Because Jake wants a kid and she feels like she can't give him a kid. And she also feels like as a woman, she feels like her body is broken. And that's another thing with this show. Y'all are falling into the gender roles and the way that this patriarchal society makes you believe that women have to be married and have kids. Like, you can be married and not have kids. You can adopt. Like, I understand that wanting to have your own child and giving birth and the experience of motherhood, like, this is my baby. I gave birth to you. I birthed you. I raised you. You're mine. Like, you're my little child. You're my seed. But also, like, you don't have to. You don't have to. It's okay if you adopt. It's okay if you can't have kids. It's okay if IVF doesn't work and all these other things. You know what I mean? Mm. Because, like, that's not something that's simple, easy. It is complex. It's very... It's a lot, you know, having kids is a lot. And I really did feel for April with the fact that she felt like her body was broken because she couldn't give Jake kids. Because what is Jake saying to her? Is Jake comforting her? Is Jake making her feel like she is supported and that she's still whole and that she's still human and that she's still deserving of love and she's still a great partner? Or is he invalidating her feelings, not listening to her and making her feel less than? Because the person that Jake seems to be with April is different from who he is with Ray. Mm. and Ray is very quiet and demure and shy and Jake isn't like overbearing or dominant but he doesn't seem like somebody who's like taking a stand like Jake and Randall are similar in which like they don't really want to like stir the boat but Randall at least at the end of the day he knows what he wants and he tries to communicate that with Shanique and he wants to communicate that with Shanique. Shanique's opinionated and April's also opinionated as well and April and Shanique both try to give their partner space to speak and say what they have to say. Even though Shanique can be stubborn, April sometimes just tries to, like, at least, up, like, you know, April can be stubborn, too. And they, Shanique and April both give their partners grace. And April can be a bit spicy. And sometimes, you know, with the whole speaking, speaking saying your name in the third person, like, kind of like, okay, girl. But Jake deflects and he lies and... I don't, I don't know, man. I just don't mm-hmm. trust you. I just don't trust you, man. <laughs> no, that's fair. No, that's fair. I, oh gosh. It's, it also sucks because like a lot of young people seem to have these problems in relationships where like they don't want to be left and they don't want to be hurt. Mm-hmm. But a lot of y'all got some deep-seated issues you got to work through and you shouldn't be dealing with it by going on a show or you pretend to be dating somebody else and then get back to per- together with the other person you were therefore sowing seeds of jealousy and distrust in order to see if you really want to be with somebody that's literally like you getting your boyfriend that's literally like you being like you get a free pass you pretend to be someone else i'll date somebody else we get back together and we see if we still want to be together
1: like those scars are never going to heal or will take a long time to heal
0: the one thing i don't want my kids to see is their father Pertaining to date a white woman on television. You gotta be out of your mind. <laughs> it's not because she's white, but it's like you're dating some like the whole concept for this show, bruh. And the thing is, is that like the queer season, it's gonna be the same mess. It's gonna be the same problems. And you know there's gonna be biphobia. I you know!
1: here's the thing. There here's is the thing. There is be- okay, but here I feel like. Because in in the community, biphobia is 100% there constantly, but it's constantly ignored. Like if you ask someone to, okay, let's be specific. If you ask like a, like a cis white gay mm-hmm. if biphobia is a problem in the community, they're going to say no. They're going to be like, I, I've never had biphobia, what are you talking about? But I feel like if... This is a time where I want the inclusion. I feel like if the blatant biphobia that I know is going to happen, because it happens in our real life every single day, is being shown on TV, it'll be harder to ignore the issue. It'd be like this right here. This isn't TV. This is just real, like what is actually happening in our community on a daily basis. Yes, it's on TV, but that's not manufactured. That is exactly how people talk, that is exactly how people behave when it comes to bisexual people. I feel like Oh, no, I feel like it might be good, like seeing it for as disgusting and ugly and terrible as it is might be what we need to start having a real conversation about it. Because most people are currently just ignoring the issue.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, You're right. I do fear that in the way that Netflix is going, with them chasing controversy and headlines and trending on Twitter and the fact that Dave Chappelle is still on there, that... There will be somebody who is transphobic on the show, and there will be a trans couple. See, and that, again, that is not something I think tale. I can ride with.
1: I can't, so I obviously would not agree with it in any way, shape, or form, but this is like, it's a good example. I don't even know what to say. I, I, I understand that controversy brings
0: attack. in discourse, and discourse is essential for moving forward and having people understand certain topics, but when people's like, reputations and lives and just like emotions are on the line for somebody to grab a quick bag at a corporation to get some clicks and for people to gain some clout off it I don't I don't like
1: like the. I don't like the profiting off of it mm -hmm. but I do like because like especially because most people who are are part of the community have like are obviously a minority of some sort but most so many of them are like intersectional minorities in multiple different ways and it's very hard to tell someone like that that they are doing something wrong, usually, because they're Mm -hmm. so used to being attacked by everyone, Yeah, that they are naturally either, not this isn't everyone, this isn't every person who falls in that category, but they're either naturally very defensive, or Mm -hmm. naturally very confrontational and aggressive, because they've had to be in order to survive. And so when it comes to someone like that, who is also like transphobic, it will be very hard to get the message across or even get them considering that this is something that they need to work on or that they need to address unless there's blatantly, objectively no way around it in their face. Millions of people saying that this is, not even attacking them, not saying like you, Josh, you are wrong to thinking like this, but millions of people saying how this person is being treated, that's not you. How this trans person is being treated in this TV show is objectively wrong
2: mm-hmm.
1: without it attacking like the actual you know, person who is watching it. You're I don't, right. Like, I don't like that's for profit. I don't like that Netflix will profit off of this. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it could help the, it could end up helping the community. I what just thing- hate that has to be so disgusting the way that's done.
0: Yeah, you're right. And I agree with you 100%. Um, one last thing I do want to say uh, with Ray, because I talked about Jake and his parent, his mom with Ray and her dad, she said that her dad didn't like any of the guys that she dated, and he liked Jake, but we really didn't get to talk to Ray's dad all that much, but I feel like with how Ray is and how we see her in the show, I think that, like, this is my assumption. I think her family just kind of coddles her. Yeah, you know, like, she's, like, someone who's quiet and, like, sensitive and, like, shy. I don't feel like people really hold her to account on like anything i don't feel like she, maybe i don't think she's like done a terrible thing and, like she should be held accountable but like i think her dad has no, just she, been very yeah, protective just her and
2: everything they yeah. never
1: really like confronted her
0: she's you can tell really she wasn't take...
1: disciplined enough as a child there we go
0: not even that she was disciplined but like not somebody who had to take on responsibility she gives you very much like the youngest child syndrome uh like she's yeah. the only daughter and like She's the favorite. Perfect little angel. Yeah. Perfect. I don't think she's ever, like, she's probably, she's not someone who's, like, ever, like, snuck out or anything like that. She's giving me those vibes. Maybe she has. Like, I don't know that girl, but, like, she gives me, like, very much, like, I don't like saying this, but, like, lived a soft life, what? you know? Zay is someone who's been through a lot, and he's, you know, he has a, I think Zay needs to unpack some of the stuff that he's gone through before he can be in a relationship and be in a serious one again, especially in one where he would marry somebody. Because you need to unpack your trauma before you start raising a little child, okay? That's something that everybody
1: needs to hear. Absolutely, did everyone get that?
0: Did everyone get that? A lot of y'all are in your 20s and you just learned what shadow work is and journaling is. Like, we need to start taking care of this before anything comes out of here you know what mm-hmm. i mean like really mm-hmm. do we really do okay y'all are too quick to raise other kids when you are still 17 in your heart in your soul
1: like 17 some of these people haven't even talked to their inner child yet like you go you have to address your inner child before you get to you your, get your inner to teenager, your teenager.
2: <laughs> like yeah you be
1: 24 mm, i'm just gonna use 24 because that's like the average age of the people here 24 thinking
0: that you're fully ready to raise a child you are 24 years old and you still watch the your time for comfort this is the reason why that is like your kid you're buying your kids squish miles but you sleep with them sometimes when you and your partner have a fight right like you need to there's some
1: issues that need to be addressed i'm not attacking you like personally i'm not telling you how to run your life i'm just saying your life will be a lot happier If you start addressing the issues that... You will realise...
0: You'll realise why you're constantly distracted on your phone while you can't sleep, while you like to eat junk food while you're sad, why certain weather makes you feel a certain way, when you start to unpack the memories you have as a child and start working through some of the dreams you had. Like, Mm. you really need to sit with yourself, okay? Like, you know... And the fact that this show is going to have a queer season means that I can't say that, like the straights are at it again when I see any show nah. like this. Any show like this. Like, I, I I, will say it right now, I don't think there should be any queer season of any of these dating shows just so queer people could be like, at least we're not like that. True. <laughs> at least we're not like that. <laughs> at least we're like, well, you know, we're not on TV with, you know, 20 other women trying to be married to us after knowing them for, like, not even a month. So, yeah. Um. Let me... I think... The only thing that I really have left to say about the show, girl, I don't know. Don't do it. Don't do, yeah, don't I'll see do it. Don't do it. That's it. Like It's that simple. This stuff is so fake. The show was so chaotic and just, like, over the top. There's just so much going on here. Like, the premise behind it is extremely exploitative. And... All of this is done for entertainment value. I don't know if it's really for the betterment of your relationship or anything like that. Cause if I allow my, uh, whomever to be with someone for three weeks and then get back together, you're just going to meet fuel to argue with them. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be fueled to fight with them. Cause I know when the show comes back, I know like this show was filmed. I don't remember when it was filmed, but I'm sure when it did air on Netflix, Girl, best believe I'm sitting down to watch it with my partner. I'm taking notes. I'm writing down timestamps. I'm like, okay, so what was that look? What was that glance? Mm-hmm. Uh, What's this? What's that? What's the freaking thing? No, I is? never heard about this conversation. Do you yeah. want to explain
1: why you were talking to her?
0: I know Randall was like, so I told you I didn't do anything physical with, Sh- with Madeline, but you and Zay, y'all are getting very cozy. You're asking me what I did with Madeline. I would ask you nothing about Zay because I trusted you. Mm. What's this? What's this? Like, I would bring it up. Randall I think you, you just better can't
1: watch me. the show. You just <laughs> objectively can't watch the show. Not Honestly. you, but if you were on the show, you better not watch the show. Oh,
0: <sighs> anyways, um, I'm not gonna lie. It was fun watching the show and talking about it, but I do not like these shows for a reason. I'm exhausted. I do not <laughs> like these shows for a reason. I just can't. Like my my blood, I can't do it. My so. blood. <laughs> Are there any last thoughts you have to say about uh, these kind of dating shows?
1: Don't do it. D- audition for the Circle instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> audition
1: for the Challenge. I oh. audition for um, Master Chef Junior. <laughs>
0: we need to bring back shows like Wipeout.
1: Bro, for real, audition we for need, Wipeout.
0: Yeah, we need more shows like Wipeout. We need more shows like Taskmaster. Taskmaster, rather than these shows. Or or shows like um, what's the show Game Changer? Yeah, yeah. The College mm -hmm. Humor did.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Netflix needs to start doing those kind of shows. Not is it Cake though. I hate that show. I hate that premise. Nailed it is so much better. Nailed it is so much for fun. Mm -hmm. But Netflix needs to try doing more shows like
1: casting shows.
0: Bring us smart intellectual puzzle shows. Bring us problem solving shows. Like bring us something fun. Biggest adventures. Like, Jesus. I don't want to... I'm tired of I watching people...
1: I want to feel, I see if I'm smarter than the contestants. Because they really be struggling <laughs> with some of those puzzles. I'd be like, boo, boo, boo.
0: Honestly. But uh, if that's all, uh, I guess we're just going to move it to our next segment, which is All Pass, where we talk about... Eww. Oh, sorry. We're going to move it to All Pass, which is where we talk about movies and TV shows that are coming out that we are not going to be seeing, or we're going to talk about industry news that we're not really a fan of. Um, did I talk about John Mulaney last week? No.
1: no. No, you casually mentioned it, but I don't think you dived into it, no.
0: All right. Well, I'm just going to say this right now. Sir, John Mulaney, I didn't care about your relationship drama or whatever the frick was going on. Um, You know, I love Anna. I think she's amazing. She definitely deserves better than him. Mm. Uh, You know, I have nothing to say to Livia Munn And then I hope you're happy. I hope you manifested what you wanted. But platforming someone who has been openly transphobic so many times, that, like, John Malay needs to understand. A lot of his audience are young queer people that take his specials out of context and also use that for their little TikToks, their little Tumblr memes. Like, you realize you just lost a whole chunk of your audience, right? Um, you so know?
1: two things with that. One, yeah. One, even if they took it in context, it doesn't look much better um two i really i really think we overestimate how much i hate saying this but like the older generation understands social media and so i like mm. if you 100 ask me i don't think that john mulaney realizes that such a huge part of his audience is that demographic because mm. it's all online it's all through social media they're not with like, the ones leaving reviews they're not the ones writing in um, forums, I guess maybe some of them, but like, I really don't think that he knows. Like maybe like his team knows, but he definitely yeah. does not know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, this isn't, an, an all pass, but I just want to mention this because I forgot to mention it in the beginning. Shout out to Issa Rae uh, for being on Legendary. Mm. She wore this amazing outfit, which pays tribute to Aaliyah's role in Queen of the Dam. And she looks beautiful. She looks stunning. Uh, I'm just going to share my screen real quick because everyone deserves to see this. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So this is what she looks Mm. like, go away. This is how she looks. Absolutely beautiful, absolutely stunning. Issa is so beautiful and amazing. I haven't watched Legendary yet, but I do kind of want to get into it. Mm -hmm. And this is just another picture on Twitter with all the people, all the guest judges. I think that's Kiki right there. And of course there's Issa, there's Shamila. And there are some amazing people in drag and in the queer community also with them and i just love this outfit i think she looks amazing i think she looks beautiful another thing i love about Issa ray Issa has like grown up on the internet and she just understands like she from seeing messy people being messy and being famous she understands her as a famous person all she's got to do is make great things make the bookings And then update y'all once in a while what's going on with her life. We didn't find out she was in a relationship until she was married. All that she, yeah, she
1: knows. All I need to do is keep putting out good content. Yes. And keep my mouth shut.
0: She said, I mind my business. Like literally, Mm -hmm. she was on SNL. I remember the skit she did on SNL, which was like kind of a parody off of what she said at the Emmys, which was she said, I'm ready for everyone black. And she was on SNL and she was like being a campaign manager in a skit. And basically like Keenan Thompson said like, oh yeah, we're supporting everybody, Trump, Biden, and Kanye. And she was like, fuck Kanye. And he like tweeted out something about her, but she didn't even respond. Yeah. She didn't have said anything. Because she don't need to. She doesn't she does, that, to. she does that
1: between Issa Rae and Kanye. Yes. Everyone's for Issa Rae. Issa. She didn't need to say nothing. Issa's like. She wouldn't have gained any more support by saying a single word. Because everyone who was for Issa was for Issa. And no one turned to Kanye.
0: Issa knows that if everyone has said what already needs to be said, then I don't have to say anything else. I'm good.
1: And my people have been saying it for me. I don't need to chime in. The conversation is already over.
0: Listen, fantastic, amazing. Also, Issa and her company, Hooray, are so wonderful. I believe, hold on, Issa Ray. i am making sure this is correct. Yes, Issa signed an eight-figure multi-year deal with Warner Media, which meets she is booked and busy Yeah, for years. She doesn't have time. Years. She doesn't have time. She so busy. I love her. I love her. I think she's amazing. She is, like, iconic. It is so inspiring to see somebody like Issa who made a web series, which was an awesome web series, by the way, mm-hmm. Awkward Black Girl, turn it into an amazing TV show, which won a Peabody in the year that it didn't win an Emmy. And she was like, You're little ghost statue, that don't mean nothing to me that means nah, nothing so I to me sorry
1: listen sorry huh
0: okay look a baddie we'd love to see it i'm so proud of her she's amazing she's doing such great things shout out to her yes um the one last thing i think i want to pass on is uh stranger things came out the last not. i don't know if it's the last season i don't care i'm over stranger things i'm done with it all the kids are like they're too grown for this they're too grown. Let Caleb live his life. He's been in the movie It's Just <laughs> Elba. He doesn't want to do okay. this no more. He's making music now.
1: I am Leave going Caleb to alone. I am going to say this. I haven't watched Stranger Things season four yet either. Um, yeah,
0: uh, you're going to watch it.
1: I'm considering because every single movie reviewer, every single series reviewer that I follow, that I trust, that I literally base a lot of my opinions off of. Every single one have said that it is better if not that it is at least on the same level if not better than the first season that this is like the best they've ever seen stranger things be
0: but that, don't tell me that i'm just gonna, saying what
1: they're saying i'm saying what they're, they're saying be- i haven't seen a single person say anything worse about it than that it's at the same level of season one so
0: when you say people you trust do you mean like jay stoobes do you mean yeah like, like jay stoobes
1: Jay Subs Straw Hat Guy, Straw Hat Goofy, Amanda the Jedi, Jenny Nicholson said something about it. Stop, uh, stop, like, stop. You're naming all like, my it people. It is universal. Stop. It is universal. I no. haven't seen a single person say anything worse about it than it's because that's going to make me want to one.
0: go through season three and I don't want to. Sergeant, like this is scary. I haven't
1: watched I watched <laughs> season one, season two. I haven't watched season three. I
0: haven't
1: either. I am struggling. Like the only reason why I haven't started already is because I would have to watch season three first. Otherwise, I would have already started watching season four. I'm like, I like the pull in me to not do it is so strong. But, like, everyone is saying that is, like, amazing masterclass. They put $30 million into each episode. Like, this is high, but yes. What? Yes.
0: Is high that just for royalties? Is that for like, Millie Bobby Brown's pay? No,
1: like, the production. Well, like, the production put $30 million into each episode. Like, the finale is apparently two and a half hours long like it, like each episode the shortest one so far has been like an hour and a hour it's and 15. a movie length? E- each one each episode is none of them have been less than i think an hour and 15 minutes they said and this and it's been said the last one is like two and a half hours like these are just one movies
0: i'm making an executive decision as a president of this podcast <laughs> okay. we're not watching it we're not I will because I'm not watching it.
1: I will make the you can watch decision, it on your own. I will never talk about it on the podcast. Yeah.
0: No, you can mention it if you want to. It's just that we're not dedicating an episode um, to Stranger no, Things. No, no. Because we what you're not that. gonna make me do is rewatch that show. What I'm right? not gonna make you do is rewatch
1: 97 hours of content. I already watched Euphoria. All right. <laughs> yeah, we already did our good deed for the year by Listen. watching Euphoria
0: watch something that was popular everyone talked about for the sake of this podcast and for content and y'all blew up our kim kardashian pete davidson TikTok. all right so it's because we're funny we don't
1: need to we don't need to try we're just not right. very funny people
0: you're right anyways uh the thing about Stranger things i want to talk about was that he um the, the actor who plays will noah shep i don't know basically he said that he thinks it's beautiful that will's sexuality is ambiguous I say, put a label on it. Give him a boyfriend or shut up, all right? Ambiguity is stupid, all right, Netflix? We know where you stand with queer people, all right? Just make it known or don't say nothing, all right? And don't leave your actors to make a statement for you. The writers of the show, the creators of the show can conform it or deny it if they want to. This was the newest season. Y'all could have done something. Mm -hmm. Y'all could have brought something in y'all could have hint like i'm tired ambiguity is stupid it's unnecessary we live in the time of our flag means death gentleman jack generation euphoria just say it show it or shut up but please if you're not gonna the first two shut up stop talking don't look at me don't mention us don't just nah. please it's annoying like This is the same thing with those people on TikTok that like to flaunt that they're like 10% Black or they have Black grandparents. Oh, yeah. I'm tired. We don't care. We do not care. Please. (laughs) That's it. And also Netflix, y'all really are dirty for like firing 10% of your staff Mm -hmm. for the website Tadum, which has been starting to be recommended to me every time I finish Netflix series. I didn't even know about it after the controversy, but now they're trying to shove it down my throat. Why are you trying to recommend me a website that was built by queer people and independent journalists that you fired with barely any severance? Y'all are losing money every year and the one thing you thought to do was to get rid of a website that was run by independent con- You guys have the wrong priorities. How is it that you looked at your budget and you saw DoorDash, 2000, this, one thousand miscellaneous purchases 500 a week and then you saw oh look therapy's 65 dollars let's get rid of therapy mm. i need new shoes also the fact that they
1: got rid of um their staff when the most popular thing to come out of to dumb was hard I, and to dumb because to dumb is connected to still watching netflix he's mm-hmm. literally drag queens react it's Trixie and Katya's show every single episode they've put out of it for, what, five years now? I don't think a single one has less than like a million views. Consistently, every single week, they are bringing it in. And to fire so many people, what? When that's the most popular thing that you have ever produced from, like, that brings, I, that brings so much attention and recognition to your new shows, to everything mm. that you're doing, and you're just gonna get rid yeah. of it.
2: I
0: am
1: mean, not like, get rid of it, but, like, get rid of, you're going to downsize staff? what made it
2: they are so made it amazing?
0: popular no so amazing the people that are working behind the scenes tirelessly every single day promoting your stuff and working so hard like you're going to watching...
1: get rid of queer people when a queer show is part of the reason why you're still relevant.
0: and part of the reason why people watch a lot of your shows after watching people react to the show because mm-hmm. people love reactions they love watching reaction videos. And still watching Netflix is a really popular YouTube channel that is so great and is probably produced by people that were working under dumb working yeah. as independent contractors.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like maybe cancel Adam Sandler's five movie deal so you can save some money. I don't know. Like, y'all are getting rid right of things that we want. Like they got rid of the uh, prequel series with uh, the queen and the lady uh, Danbury from Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not Danbury. Okay, but like they got rid of that to save money. Cancel the Deshonda show. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Cancel another one. Like, like she won't go to HBO Max. Like she won't leave. Bye. Excuse me. Hello. The creative scandal. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, Netflix, you got me all the way twisted up. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of your BS. I'm sick of your mess. Your stop raising your freaking prices, Jesus. Yes. And whoever is on my Netflix account watching Breaking Bad. I need you to log out. It's me. (laughs) No, it's shut up. (laughs) There is someone on my account watching Breaking Bad, though. I don't know who you are, but you're going to mess up my recommendations. All right? (laughs) Stop it. Watching Breaking Bad now? It's 2022. All right? He makes math. That's it. That's all the show is. My gosh. If you haven't watched it now, you're not going to... Watching it now is dumb. It's dumb. Please. Y'all should have got into it during the pandemic. Everyone's at home. Anyways. Um... Glenn, is there anything you're going to pass on?
1: Honestly, the only thing I wanted to bring up um, is Firestarter. Apparently, it was an absolute dumpster fire of a movie. Oh,
0: Oh, that reminds me. The fact that Heartstopper is one of your most popular shows, and you got rid of most of your queer cast, y'all are... The fact that you confirmed the season
1: two for Heartstopper, it's it's greenlit. It's going.
0: Why Um, should I expect corporations to actually be, like, I don't know, do something that makes me happy? (laughs) Like... Corporations act like trash. Of course they are. Why not? Why not? Water yeah. is what, isn't it? I just want to
1: bring up Firestarter. Apparently it was a really trash movie. I'm sad because like I was I was interested. I was excited. I, I love seeing Zach Efron. I love the idea of like um like a overpowered, like uh young child that doesn't know what they're doing. It's it's mm-hmm. like a cliche that like I'm not tired of yet. It's a cliche, but I'm not tired of it yet. Um, but apparently this movie was absolutely horrible boring unwatchable uh so we're not going to watch it I just had a small thing
0: I think you should still watch it even if it might be bad I'll probably watch it when it
1: comes out like like streaming like I'm not gonna go in theaters for it oh. when I say I'm going to pass on something it usually means I'm just not going to watch it like while it's hype while it's in theaters I'll probably eventually end up watching it in, like what like six months when it's like on a random streaming service so I will watch it
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I did see some of the reviews of it weren't the best. I really do hate when that happens when you see a movie and you're kind of excited for it, and then all the reviews are like, this isn't good, girl. Don't waste your time. I'm like, but why?
2: But why? Especially, like, because
0: if it's, like, a, a specifically,
1: like, a minority-type movie, then, like, I never trust the reviews. Then I don't trust the reviews, because, like, I know who writes the reviews. But when I'm going like, to say
0: this. I agree with you, because A Wrinkle in Time a masterpiece you mm-hmm. can't tell me anything all right mm-hmm. Ava I know that you might be in your flop area right now but like a real time was great all right Eva DuVernay and Oprah Winfrey shut up but um right? but shut when up. it's just
1: a cliche movie like that like there's nothing really like it's literally just like a white dad and a white child and those are the main characters and that's what's going on and still gets horrible reviews like this mm-hmm. then you know that's probably the movie then maybe you can trust the reviews.
0: I think one movie um, that I do want to see that kind of also that category is The Unforgivable. It has uh, Sandra Bullock and Viola Davis in it. And like the rest of the cast looks pretty like promising. I haven't watched it yet, but it has 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. And this is one of the times where I'm like, you know what, Rotten Tomatoes is probably wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't let Rotten Tomatoes decide whether or not I'm going to watch a movie, even though it's kind of like in the back of my head. I'm still like, I'm going like, to give it a chance. Like The Spy Who Dumped Me, was it questionably a bad movie? Yes. But did I have fun? Yes. That's what matters sometimes. True. If I'm entertained, then I'm gonna watch the movie. So the unforgivable, that might be something I'm gonna watch uh probably tomorrow or like later. Cause like I'm not going to work. <laughs> so like why not? Yo, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm definitely going to um check that out. Um, okay. Anything else you want to say? No. Um, oh, um, one last thing. Uh, Lizzo has an album coming out soon. I think it's coming out this June. I can't wait. Did she officially announce it? I've been waiting. Did I miss it? Did I? Miss I think her? she did announce it. She had an announcement party. I believe. No, she did not. Yes, she did. She. It's coming out July fifteenth. New album labeled Special. Yes, I'm so excited. I cannot hold on. Oh, okay, there are a couple. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, July fifteenth. July fifteenth. Okay. I cannot wait for. It. I cannot wait. I can't wait to see it. I love it so much. Yes. Um. Also, something interesting I want to mention. Uh, Austin Butler. He's in the Elvis movie. Are you gonna go see it? Because I might go watch it. I listened uh, to Doja's cap. I don't yeah. listen to Doja's song for it. It's good. I, I love the song. No, <laughs> I've been playing the song all weekend. Yes. That yes, song is We all weekend. Yes.
1: I love it. Doja. I love when like. Old song, old songs that might seem weird, but like you know, Mm -hmm. classic songs get like a little modern revamp to Mm -hmm. it. It really hits. And I was like, also it's very classic Doja. Mm -hmm. Like Doja was rapping a very like her like what like 2017, 2018 self. I was like, this is perfect. Everyone, shut up. If a single person breathes during this song, we'll restart again.
0: Mm. Listen, Doja, Normani, Megan, Lizzo, SZA, Summer. They've been girls. getting it.
1: They've been giddy it.
0: SZA is trying to act like she's going to release music this
1: summer. Will she? she she's not going to. <laughs> it's okay. I think it's stuff that she's not going to because Lizzo released her, is um, dropping her album. Doja is yeah. constantly releasing music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Megan's always doing something. Megan's always. being a little bit too quiet right now. Megan's being a little bit too quiet. I would be surprised. I think she's on tour. Well, yeah, she's on tour, but she's being very quiet.
0: She released Plan B recently, so. Mm-hmm. She did release yeah. Plan, B. Plan yeah. B. I
1: wouldn't be surprised if she's going to be like, yeah, I'm dropping another album. Or maybe another mixtape, like what she did something for the hotties. Like she she just like randomly dropped that. So I don't know. I'm
0: okay with know. her putting some space in between her releases. I'd know. be okay
1: with it, but like, I feel no, like No, girl, let
0: going. us thirst for it. Let us beg for it. You know what I mean? Let them wait. You don't do us like Rihanna. Well, like, let us wait. Yeah, there's this a difference. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some space in between them. You know what I mean? But like, you know. Most
1: people do like two years between an album. You know, yeah. you can do something like that.
0: I mentioned um, the uh, uh, Elvis movie because Austin Butler talked about how he got life advice from Denzel Washington. And I found that hilarious. I was <laughs> like, when did you meet Denzel? <laughs> when did you beat Denzel Washington? Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Sir. Also, Austin Butler being in this Elvis movie and him possibly going on the whole Oscar campaign kind of route, I'm kind of here for it because Austin Butler is very attractive. And the Elvis trailer, it looks very interesting. I don't know if I'm going to watch it because, like, I do kind of want to see it. I might see it with some friends, though. I don't want to see it by myself. I'm going to see it with other people. I'm not a huge fan of biopics. I do want to say that. Yeah. But, and I don't like Elvis, but also the soundtrack is stacked. That soundtrack for the movie? I'm going to have to see with some friends, you know? And we could talk about it. We could talk about, like, biopics and stuff like that, because, like, Mm. I have very strong opinions on biopics and versus biopics versus documentaries, but uh, yeah, I just want to mention that, because I saw that, and I thought it was so funny that he mentioned that, like, he was getting acting advice from um, Denzel Washington, because, like, we're turning, we're, what, or what? Denzel? Mm. Oh, one last thing I want to say. Um, Abbott Elementary is my comfort show. You ask Quinta to do it after special one more time, I'm coming to your house, I'm plugging your All All right? Talking about, oh, well, you know, politicians just need like special messages and like to bring awareness. We are all aware. We all know. They know too, all right? They know. Don't ask Quinta to write a show Listen, Abbott, Abbott Elementary, is a revolutionary show. Yes, I said revolutionary, okay, Mm. fight me. It is an amazing show. It is so funny. It is wholesome. It is a show that shows like an honest and real depiction about what teachers go through when they're trying to teach kids in an underfunded school when it's run by somebody who is probably not the best person to be running the school. But all in all, it's a show with a lot of heart, a lot of humor, a lot of sass. It is amazing. It is wonderful. It's phenomenal. Quinta deserves an Emmy. Janelle deserves an Emmy. Cheryl deserves an Emmy. My, my queen, Miss Barbara. I've loved you since forever. Like the show is so amazing and outstanding. If they don't get an Emmy or a SAC Award or a Golden Globe for at least outstanding cast, the Academy and I are really gonna have problems. Sure. I will be on your door. I will be. I will be climbing on the roof like that guy did in Rihanna's house. Like I will be, I will be going through your skylight. I'm I'm not sorry. This is it's not a threat, it's a promise. I'm real. Right. I will drive two days to LA to, you know, see somebody about that Emmy. All right, for Quinta Brunson. But do not ask creators of color to be your messenger. We know this country's messed up. Mm. The leaders know. You know. Instead of asking Quinta to write an after-school special episode, how about you go stand in front of your senator's house and tell them to stop taking money from the NRA. How about you go let Mitch McConnell know how you feel? Leave Quinta alone. She went from BuzzFeed to ABC, all right? She can stay in her bag and she's good, all right? Quinta is not the person you need to be looking for, for gun reform. You know who you need to be talking to. You call your representatives, call your senator, and Joe Biden needs to log off of Twitter. I don't know what he's doing tweeting. Oh, somebody needs to make a change, somebody needs to make a difference. Sir, you need to talk to your coworkers? They keep calling you Sleepy Joe and saying you're pushing a leftist agenda. And how about you try pushing a leftist agenda? Push a agenda. Push something. Push a pen on some paper and sign a freaking bill. Sign something. I don't know. A, a freaking, what's the thing that the the president can do? The order?
1: You have the executive order?
0: Executive order. Sign yeah. a freaking executive order. Okay. And one last thing. We don't need
1: to come together no more. We don't need to come together. One
0: no more. last to together thing about no this
1: and then we need to actually end the podcast. Um, <laughs> all I'm going to say, this is just really quick. People are saying like, oh, well, like we have, like, you know, people are saying like, oh, well, if you don't like it, like you have to do something, you have to protest, have blah, 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 blah. Okay, one, we have been mm-hmm. for years, for decades. Yes. Two, what is our job as the people in a democracy, in a republic like America? We are supposed to vote for the people, um, and then it's the people, and then it's those people's job to change it. We did our job. We <laughs> voted the people in. Mm-hmm. we voted the people that we wanted wanted mm-hmm. and our job is supposed to be done now now they're supposed to be doing their job and consistently like voting percentages go up and down um and they're usually pretty well which is bad but like we have con- consistently doing our job we keep electing people they haven't been doing their job mm-hmm. once they're elected our job the people's job is done they should be making the changes you I know that people are corrupt. i know that the politi- uh, politicians are corrupt so that they don't actually do that but that's how it's supposed to be working. We elected Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Joe, we shouldn't have to say a word to Joe Biden. Joe Biden should be doing what he's doing. Joe, I mean, not what he is doing, but like should be doing his job. There shouldn't have to be a single word spoken from us now. We did our job. Now you do yours.
0: I told you once, I don't have to tell you again. If I got to tell you again, it's your behind.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's going on? Hello? <sighs> yes. So to end the yeah. podcast, <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, feel free to follow us on our social media follow us on tiktok instagram twitter subscribe to us on youtube like share and you know just do the things mm-hmm. and we will see you guys next week with another episode
1: bye guys
0: bye